The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. sad news that's just coming in. I'm just sitting on Twitter while we're doing this. music is not appropriate. We've got some very sad news. Um, I've got for... Um, oh, um, John Gaunt is still alive. John Gaunt is still alive. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Keep your bras locked up. John Gaunt is still alive. 03444991000 is the telephone number. So Catherine and I were having an argument before the show because I've ordered for um, about 97 pence the Kids From Fame album. Not the Kids From Fame live at the Royal Albert Hall, 
but the kids from fame uh album and on the front there's the blind cellist there's coco is that is that her name or am i being racist no her name was coco okay there's forbes the the dancer that died of aids Leroy. 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 Who's Forbes? Forbes. Forbes um, is the butler in my sitcom. There's, um, let me just do that. There's Doris, the one I had a crush on. There's the man who who looks like Doris. Olivier, the synthesizer man. Olivier. Okay. You know the guy. Yeah. Was he called that? Yeah, let's say. There's Mr. Stavinsky. Yeah. There's um, Old Lady Whore. What? And I don't know the rest. So we were arguing about this, right? Because the kids from Fame are going to be my new jam. They're going to be my new jam. Um, oh, look. Phone that person up who just texted in. What a blast from the past. Kids from Fame was the first ever concert I went to. I want to speak to that woman. I want to speak to that woman. It will be a woman. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, it will be. I'd, if they want to come on, I'd love to speak to them and find out about that. Because Kids from Fame are my new jam. But here's the argument. Catherine seems to think that all of the kids from fame in the television series were the same kids from fame as in the movie. And I don't think they were. I think I think fame's the lady, the teacher, Diana. The one that said, fame casts and right here is where you start paying in sweat. sweat. No. And um, I think she may have been the same person, but everybody else, I'm pretty sure, is was new. I know it's not exactly a hot topical phone-in. Were the kids from Fame in the TV series the same as the ones that were in the movie? I know! The movie was very, very raunchy. It was directed by the English gentleman, Alan Turner. No, he was in um, Emmerdale Farm. The uh, famous Alan... Alan. Who directed Wish You Were Here? You know the one about the girl yeah. that shows up her bum. bum? Up your bum. Anyway, her dad... Brit- it's Trigger. No. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, then, the, no. Oh, no. I No, that's it. I once went to see a, a, a theatrical production with the daughter of the director. Right. And she wasn't in Wish You But So that man, English, I think it's called Alan... Alan Bates, not Alan Bates, Alan, anyway, he made the kids from fame, he made the fame movie, which is very, very raunchy, a lot of swearing in it. That was the first time I ever saw someone being coaxed into um, pulling a bra bra strap down. Don't they do that thing which says, come on, be a grown up, she ends up having to pull a bra strap down. Do you remember when, I think, season two of the kids from the fame television series, Leroy, I think. I think I, I think this is the, the, it was the racial stereotypes they pounded. Didn't become a drug addict. Didn't he start doing a lot of drugs? And the teacher he stopped going to dance class. And then the teacher went to like a crack house. And Leroy was there shooting up, shooting it up. And uh, didn't that happen? And didn't one of the Osmonds? Didn't Jimmy Osmond play a boy with Down syndrome? I can't remember. I'm sure. Um. Uh, kids from Fame phoning guys, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I was so kind of, I used to love it. Yeah. But it's one of those shows that you watch as a kid, and I don't think I really got it. Like Grease, I didn't get all the stuff in Grease until I was much older. I'm surprised older. you watched this as a kid because my sister was into it, 
Um, and she, when was this? 81, 82. Right, so I'd have been four. Yeah, well, yeah, so you're lying. No, I used you're to do- like the dancing and the singing. So you're doing a gaunty. I'm not. And you're just lying to try and get people to donate to your, your bullshine fund. Is that what you're doing? No. Well, I, you didn't watch it. I was. It was a big thing, so they were like... They were kids on Jim Will Fix It wanting to be the kids from fame and all that. At four, you watched that. You, so four you, or five, So hang yeah. on a second. Sorry. Sorry. And I know you don't like accuracy and facts, but I, I do. So so did you watch Fame? Yes. Or, or did you watch Jim Will Fix It? Both. Right. Okay. Just, there were you, things just, I missed on that as well. Just you referenced... You, re- you were lucky then. You referenced... A specific scene on Jim will fix it, but you've been unable. So no, I'm far, just saying it was in the zeitgeist. You've been saying so far, Stephen. You've been unable to Stephen. reference. Yeah, you're Stephen. Like you're, you're the um, the guy from yesterday. It's a it's a it's a back reference. It's a throwback. It's it's a good thing that clever comedians do. And I'm trying to up my game a bit. It's a, and Ma- Michael McIntyre. Call it a, call, a callback, don't they? Uh, no, they don't actually. No. What do they call it? They call it a throwback. A throwback. Now Michael McIntyre's out of the picture because he's um, too busy peeing his pants because he's a he's a pansy. Um. Uh, if I'd have been there, right, right. If I'd have been there when Michael McIntyre got mugged, right, um, I would have steamed in there. Would you? I Apparently, it took sixteen seconds. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm fast. All right. I'm fast. Took sixteen seconds, but that was still long enough for someone to whip out a, a, a their phone, set it to film, put it in landscape. And and film it. They're still long enough for someone to do that. They're very quick on the draw, these kids. Very quick on the draw. Someone managed to film it. And I didn't realise that his kid was in the car. I thought, because they said when he's gone to pick up his kid, I, did, I thought it was pre-kid. It was post-kid. And so the son, very kindly yesterday, and thanks for this son, because this is what I needed to see the whole time. This, Alan Parker, thank you, Paul. The whole time, this this um, story about um, oh, Martin McCutcheon, what's his name? Chris, what's his name? The comedian we're talking Michael about. Michael McIntyre. Yeah. The whole time this story was breaking, the whole time this story was, was breaking and bubbling around, I was thinking, do you know what I need to see? I need to see stills taken from the um, phone footage of his child looking really, really scared. That's what I need to see. I need to see a dad defending his, what, eight, nine, ten-year-old son. Then I need to see his ten-year-old son looking terrified and his dad give him a, give him a hug. That's what I need to see. And and thank you, the son. Thank you, because you you, you, you got those stills from that, that phone footage and you published those in the papers yesterday. So thank you. That is, that is great. First class reporting from our colleagues at the Sun. Thank you, guys. Really needed to see a ten-year-old cacking himself. That's what I needed. Thank you. I thought that was really ge- that was above and beyond. You, none of the other papers did it. Just the Sun. The Sun goes where others fear to tread, unless, of course, that other place is Liverpool and the Sun don't go there. But the Sun doesn't shine in Liverpool. But I thought that was really, really brave uh, journalism there. So thank you, the Sun. I appreciate that. Anyway, I would have steamed in there. I would have steamed it. Well, here's what you've got to do, right? Because, you know, I, I was once held hostage by two gentlemen with a gun. I've told you this. Yeah. Well, now you say it as though, yeah, that's a lie. It's not a lie. I was held. This is a true story. Didn't you stumble into it? I stumbled into it, right? So my mate, um, Steve, was uh, a little bit of a shagger. And he would sometimes go where he was not meant to go. He would park his car in other men's drives. Yeah, basically, 
Well, no, I don't. Wives. Think, I don't think he did and that. The car was his penis. All right, that's what you, it was a, a euphemism. Yes, he would have sex with married women. And so I went, I was um, having a tough old time with my girlfriend at the time. And so I phoned up Steve and said, Steve, can I come and stay with you tonight? Because I'm going nuts. He went, yeah, yeah, come round. So I, I, um, so I went round. Try and call her because she, that, she's saying she can't. So I went round. It was about half twelve at night. And Steve opened the door and I was like, hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Can I come in? And he was with a gentleman, right? And I thought, I thought that he was buying weed. Okay. He thought he was buying weed. right? Um, cause there was a vibe, it was a very strange vibe. They were clearly not friends. There was some sort of thing yeah. going on. And I was like, oh, okay. Can I come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we came in and we walked in and then the guy shut the door and he's going, how do you know him? I said, I'm just a mate. I'm just, just a mate. And I, and I thought this is a, this is a very tense vibe. And then he had, it wasn't a baseball bat, dear listener. It was a rounders bat. Right. And he's sort of waving it around very tiny flat. He's sort of waving it around. And, um, threatening steve and um, by default threatening me right and he said my mate is coming with a gun wow what the heck my mate is coming with a gun so i said i thought it was a robbery right i didn't know what was going so i thought it was a robbery so i said hey listen man um i this was i was on the telly right so i had money i said look i've got a bank card i can go i can take 500 quid out on this if it's about money, we'll go and take 500 quid out and you just walk away and everybody's cool. And he went, he went nuts. Now, um, he said, stop calling me man. And you think I'm after money because I'm black? Well, suddenly I'd made a racist by trying to pay off a man who was threatening me with a rounders bat. I'd, I'd made a racial slur. But he was black. But I wasn't trying to pay him off because he was black. I was paying him off because I didn't want to get my head stoved in with a rounders well, bat. you assume that if he was bringing some sort of reinforcements with, with a weapon... That there must be some sort of transaction afoot. So anyway, this guy turned up with a gun and was pointing it at us, and we were cackling. Now, when I say pointing it at us, he, in hindsight, there was obviously no gun because he was doing the thing of his hand in the pocket. But I was, we were cacking ourselves. We're twenty-five. And we were terrified, you know, and this guy is a tiny flat. There's, a, But I'm being clever because he's not taking my phone off me. So I'm dialing 999 on my phone, dial 999. And I'm going, um, so where is, where, what is the address that this man is with the gun is going to come to and threaten us? And then we got the address out. It turns out when they left, I checked my phone, I dialed 666. That was pointless. <laughs> Pointless. But so this guy came in and we thought we thought he had a gun. Obviously, he didn't have a gun looking back because we didn't. And I really should have said, can I see can I see your gun? But what we should have done, and this is going back to um, uh, um, McIntyre, what I should have done when there were the two of us, a friend of mine told me this. He said, you should have gone, you should have gone loco, loco. You should have gone loco and gone crazy. And I should have. I'm a big lad. Steve's a bit. We should have just started making noises and put, we could have overpowered that guy and kicked him out. Right. When the guy with the gun came, should have done the same thing. Now. If I'm ever lucky enough to witness um, a celebrity who I met once about 12 years ago in a gym being mugged, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go loco. I'm going to steam in there. Arms flay. Ah! 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 Now, I'm not. it would have been inappropriate for Michael to do that. He's with his kid, right? And so it, he did exactly the right thing. He, he protected his boy. Gave him, the watch. gave him the watch. Gave him the watch and protected his boy. That's when you're in that situation. 
That's what you've got to do. You, don't, don't hunt my kid. What do you want? There we go, fella. Take it. Thank you very much. And gave the boy a hug. McIntyre played it perfectly as a dad. Did a great job. Right. But me as an outsider, I'd have gone, ah! like that. Would have terrified them. Would you? Would have terrified them. You've gone wheeling in with your windmill arms. I would have done. Um, so that's so. If anyone knows of any um, um, celebrities that are being robbed tonight, let me know, and I will rock up and I will um, I will do that. I think there's a superhero slot missing. Um, someone think, with that kind of power. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there is. Um, sorry, I was just thrown by uh, Philip um, texting me saying that there was a 2009 version of Fame starring Kelsey Grammer. Wow, that I got to see. Did you dance on a taxi? <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? So I would have, I would have done that. And also, I saw someone um, tweet, "Oh, the the left wing liberals are more upset and more surprised." That uh, Michael McIntyre had a £15,000 watch uh, over the fact he was mugged in broad daylight. No, 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 we're not. No, we're not. Good luck to him. He's got, I've not, I've not, I, I couldn't care less how much he's got. My watch cost a fiver, but I, I couldn't care less. No, I'm, I'm genuinely more shocked that he was attacked in daylight over the price of his watch. I, honestly, this is the thing that these extreme right wings do. And maybe Stephen will call in tonight. They just make stuff up. They're stirrers. Uh, Stephen and Alan, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Stephen's on the line. Good evening, Stephen. Evening, Ian. Now, Stephen, I'm confused because your telephone number is the same telephone number that sent this text. What a blast from the past. Kids from Fame was the first ever concert I went to. And I was absolutely prepared to bet bet the keys to my brand new house that I haven't got yet that you'd be a woman. Now, unless something has happened in the ensuing years, (laughs) which is is perfectly fine and possible and wonderful, and I'm glad that it does happen, but you're a bloke. Well, I was little then. I I don't even think I would have been ten, to be honest. Where where, Where did you go and see him, Stephen? It would have been in Birmingham at the NSA. Wow, that's a big old venue, man. Yeah, it was, a, if, from what I can remember, it was a surprise. Um, I was a fan of the show. Yeah. And um, I was surprised on the day that I was actually going to oh, go. Beautiful. Go and see them. Beautiful. So did you, what, did you go think, with your mum and dad? I, th- I think I did, yeah. Um, cast member-wise, I'm not online, so I, I can't check, but... I think the black guy, was that Leroy? Leroy, yes. Was he there? Uh, the, yeah, it was all the original cast at the show, yeah. They were all there. And yeah, what did yeah. they do? Did they, did they, did they, I really want to get the kids from fame live at the Royal Albert Hall album now. Did they do, like, just songs, or did they do scenes from the show? What did they do? Uh, I, I think it was, it was just a performance of the actual sort of songs that were used in the show. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember them sort of acting out scenes from the actual TV show. Okay, okay. Um, all right. And you, you don't know who was in the movie and who was in the TV series? No. I know there was a difference, but I'm not sure who. The only other, the only other bit of trivia that I've got is that, you know, the song Star Maker? Yes, I do. And I'm about to play a, a live version from the Fame Reunion 2017. Yes. Oh, I bet that's not as good as the original. I bet it's not, but 
I can't <laughs> wait. Um, apparently, when they filmed that, yeah, um, that was something to do with an episode where the teacher was leaving. But yeah. apparently, yeah. in real life, the actor was actually dying. <gasps> I'm not sure if that's 100% right. You'd have to check that. No, say it as a fact. Say it as a fact, and that's what it becomes. Well, there you go, then. <laughs> Here we go. Do you, have a listen to it. This is Star... I've just found this on YouTube. Star maker, Catherine, can we get as many of the kids from fame on this show? Not at the same time, necessarily, but I want the kids from fame on this show, the ones that are still alive. Star Maker Kids from Fame Reunion 2017. Here we go. I don't see the thing is, I don't know them well enough to know who these people are, but these people look very, very young to be kids from famers. But that's from America. 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's probably not not the original cast, I would imagine. Um, hang on a minute. Facebook.com forward slash fame reunion. Didn't, uh, didn't Justin Lee Collins do a fame reunion? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Before he got a little bit, you know, naughty, naughty. Um, <laughs> fame reunion. So there we go. So this who was at the fame. Re- this is who was at the fame reunion. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say the name of the actor, and Catherine and you, and uh, you, Stephen, you have to tell me the the character they played, right? Oh. L- it's very small writing. Lee Carreri. You that you want the actor's name? Oh no, that is the actor. I want the character he played, Lee Carreri. I, I I wouldn't have a clue. This guy's not a fan. He never went to no concert, <laughs> Catherine. Catherine. It was it was a long time ago. Catherine. Yeah. Not, oh, that, I know who that is, Bruno. Not even listening. I'm writing to Valerie Landsberg. Right, okay, yeah, she's right. That's one nil to Catherine. Here we go. Um, Carlo Imperato. Carlo, uh, Imp- uh, Carlo Imperato. Carlo I'm gonna, was it? Was there a, a Joey or a Danny? Yes, he's got it. There was there was a Danny Amatulio. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Uh, here we go, here we go. Erica Gina Palace. No, don't know that one. Coco. Oh, it wasn't Irene Cara. Was she the one in the... Um... No, Irene Cara. Irene, Irene, are you thinking of Irene Handel? No, I'm not. Irene Cara. She was in the movie. Right, she was Coco and, in the movie, right? the theme tune. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Valerie Landberg. Doris, I'm yeah. just writing to her now. Ah, look at Doris. And I don't even know who these characters are. Jesse Velasquez, Nicole Chapman and Holly Laird. I don't even know who those people are. Get Doris no. on the show. We're going to get Doris on the show, Stephen. And I'm going to get her to sing to you. How's about that? <laughs> that would be good, yeah. Yeah, it'd be all right, wouldn't it? Hey, nice one, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much. Cheers, fella. Ta-ta. Kids from Fame is happening. Kids from Fame. I'm trying to find the Kids from Fame live at the Royal Albert Hall. Because um, didn't they release a VHS of it? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, uh, and this is Starmaker live from the Kids from Fame Laserdisc, uh, recorded live at the Royal Albert Hall in 1982. What a year. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Kids from fame. Kids from fame. Here we go. 
Royal Albert Hall, where Catherine, you stood on stage shortly after a Chaz and Dave concert. Yeah, and pretended to play the Joanna. Yeah. Not they're so good. I'm rooted to my shore. I keep asking myself why. And if there's more on the other side. This is great. Here, as I see the friends I thought I made. Not quite so great. A little bit crazy. Knowing now we've outgrown one another. Stop. Basically, it's like glee, isn't it? Yeah. It's glee. That's what it is. Not quite as polished, but no. a, well, a bit more real. Well, it's the 80s glee. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna be, I'm going to watch, I'm going to devour the kids from fame. Certainly, I'm certainly going to devour it more than the new series of Arrested Development, which I hate to tell you guys, sucks a fat one. <laughs> so unfunny. Speaking of unfunny, good evening, Alan. Hey, Mark. Hey, uh, hey it's Alan Caddick. Have you heard the news today about House of Fraser? Um, about Frasier? What, they're bringing it back for a new series? No, they're closing 31 stores. Yes, out of how many? Um, 59. He's right! He's right! Yes, they are. Ah, well, these and things Birmingham's happen. Birmingham's one of the stores that's going to be affected. The High Street is dead. The High Street is dead. Marks and Spencers are closing down most of their stores. House of Fraser is closing most of their stores. BHS is gone. BHS is gone. Woolies is gone. Smith's is going to go. Smith's is making a profit because they're doing really well in airports. Um, but the High Street, Alan, is dead. No, no, no. It's not dying. It's dead, mate. It's over. No one buys anything in the high street anymore, apart from losers and old people. I couldn't understand a word of that. Yes. I said most of the retail is online. Yeah, exactly. Everybody shops online. Um, Alan, can I ask a favour? Sure. Catherine, you don't need to listen to this bit. You just carry on tip tap tap. I'm writing to Lee Carreri. Okay, you do that. Was that all right if you do that and you just don't listen to what me and Alan say? We're going to have a boys' chat. We're going to have a boys' chat. Can you talk about something interesting? Yeah, yeah, boys' chat, boys' chat. Um, Alan. Yeah, boss. Have you checked your balls recently? I'll check them every day. Great, okay, right. I I didn't really want to talk about your balls. I just wanted um, Catherine to be distracted. Right. You know, I'm. and you mustn't take. Can I? You can. You, I can trust you not to tell her. I've asked you to do this. Can't, can't I? Oh, I'm sorry, Right. So you know I'm going away on the twentieth of June. That's a Wednesday, and I'm not coming back until the Tuesday of the next week. Okay. So I'm going to be off for four shows. Okay. And Catherine is going to be hosting the show for those four shows. Right. Do we know who the producer is? We don't know yet. But here's the thing, Alan. I don't know if she's up to it, right? And um, I need I need a strong man to keep an eye on her. You're the you are the you are the man of the show now, little boy. Okay, Daddy has to go away, and you have to step up to the plate, and you have to look after Mummy. Can I can I trust you to phone in every night Catherine is on, maybe three, four, five times a night, 
and really just look after her give her good topics give her good talking points nudge the conversation along stop her talking about butt plugs and love eggs can i can i trust you to do that yeah i'll keep the spirits of the show alive thank thank you alan thank you thank you're a good boy so yeah check your balls every day alan uh, just to make sure everything's right Catherine. sam did you get my email about no caddick when uh, ian's away what the heck thanks what outrageous alan you come on this show by fair means or foul if you have to phone up pretending to be a woman called alana if you have to um knock out security using get um, robert to phone in get robert to phone in yes or if you have to use um illegal weapons that don't kill but stun like a stun gun a taser or like knockout drops to get past no i'm not not telling you to drug her but drug the security no i mean i don't think cap likes me to get that much for me to call in alan i'm telling you Daddy wants you to call in. Will you call in for me, little boy? Yes, absolutely, boss. Thank you very much indeed. Alan, let's go to Mohammed. Good evening, Mohammed. Did I miss anything then? Not at all. We were just talking about testicles. Oh, good. Hello, Mohammed. Hello, yes, How are you? Um, um, a little bit windy, Pops. Oh, God. Oh, have you taken some, uh, cabbage scum for that, then? No, I have not. I'm going to work it out with a pencil. First time caller, Ian. I just wanted to, uh... Pick your brains on something. Okay, then, then my brains are ready to be picked, sir. With respect to what's going on in the planet, you know, how it's been environmentally being messed up, the yes. oceans being yes. polluted and the rainforest being chopped down. Yes. Wouldn't it have been better for the planet as a whole yeah. if the evolutionary cycle, the jump from yeah. four-legged animalia to... Animalia? Bipedal humans, if that stage <laughs> had never happened, yes. would the, would, wouldn't that have been better for the planet? No, here's the thing, right? M- m- mankind will be gone at some point. It might not be for, you know, a, a, a few, tens of thousands of years, maybe even, let, let, let's stretch it a bit, hundreds of thousands of years, but we'll be gone, right? And in the great scheme of things, mankind's reign on Earth will be but a a, a blink of the eye in the timeline of this rock that's spinning around in space. We, you know, the the dinosaurs screwed up the the planet in a slightly... Everything, everything living screws up the planet. We'll be gone. Mother Nature will fix herself and heal herself and we'll be gone. Well, uh, when you say everything living messes up the planet... Yes. Animals don't mess up the planet. You should see what my dog does to the back garden. Well, yeah, mess up in 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 the sense that it does its business. Well, Mohammed, if you're so anti-human, why don't you kill yourself? No, I'm not anti-human. I was just wanting you to pick your brains on whether it would have been better for me. No, because then we wouldn't have been able to have this phone call. Understandable, yes. But the reason why we're having this phone call is He's good. It's because of He's good. what's going on in the world. He is good. You, you have totally hoisted me by my own petard. Well done. Uh, yeah, listen, I agree. Humans, humans, are, humans are terrible, and um, the sooner that we are eradicated from this planet, the better. But the planet will be fine again once we've gone. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, no, I agree with you, brother, totally. Okay, there, Mr. Thank- uh, Mr. Mr. Ian. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mr. Mohammed. Bye-bye. Okay, look after. Look, okay, look after. What a nice guy. I liked yeah. him. He's right though. Humans are um, horrible, really. Humans are horrible. 
But isn't it the animals pumping off that's causing a lot of problems, well, like the methane? Well, well, OK, it's the cows pumping off, but the only reason we have so many cows is because we farm them. Who's going to look after the cows if we die? Well, the cows will look after themselves. Everything will die. We're all going to die. Everybody's going to die. And, and, and that's going to be a great day. And I'm hoping I'm alive to see it. I could see that coming, and I thought, oh, I've got a line there. I'll, I'll, I was looking forward to that. Well done, mate. Yeah, no, I was pleased oh, with I'm that. I'm happy for you. Thank you, me too. Oh, I spat then. Speaking of spit, it's Manny. Hello. Hello, Manny. Hello. Hello, Manny. Good. Oh, is it, have we got, have we got, um, happy Manny or <coughs> sad Manny? Hanny or Sanny? Happy. Oh, you can just never tell with such a dry voice. No, I want to, why are people so bitter, twisted and jealous of you? Well, Ka- you have to ask Catherine that. I mean, I've tried. I've really tried to share the wealth, no, but she's not interested. What about that chap yesterday? Oh, Stephen. Why does he, you know, come on, why, why didn't you sit in his little corner and toss himself off? Oh, steady on, steady on, steady on, steady on, steady on. Steady on. You know, I mean, you've helped me quite a bit, you know, when I'm down. You know. why, why, why does he come up and start saying stupid things? Well, listen. And so- he should know better than to challenge you anyway. Well, I enjoyed, and if Stephen's listening, I'd love to speak to him again because I enjoyed his call. I thought it was, um, it was a good bit of sport for me. And he made some really interesting points. I mean, God knows how he found out that I'm a celebrity was fixed. I, I thought we kept that, <laughs> thought we kept that top secret. Oh, good. Well, I don't know. Some people, why can't you just be content with life and be happy for others? You know, you know what I mean? Because there's, life there's enough, sucks. There's enough cruelty and this and that going on anyway, isn't there? You know what I mean? Yeah, it turns out it wasn't, Leroy wasn't living in a crack house in fame. Dan has reminded me, the episode was the teacher found out Leroy couldn't read and she went to his house and found out his life was crap. It was well sad. Yeah, that was the episode I was thinking of, yes. There was no crack, though. You can, you can confirm that. No, there was no crack, no. How are you, Cup? I'm all right. I'm tired today. I'm having one of those days where I'm a bit behind everything. Do you know what I did today? I left my little girl standing waiting for me to pick her up from school because I was in a dolly daydream. I was ready to go out of the house at three o'clock. I thought I'd just do a couple of extra jobs. Before I knew, I thought, right, it must be about quarter past now. I looked at the clock. It was nearly half past. Sweet home Alabama. I legged it in about three minutes, a journey that normally takes me ten. <laughs> <laughs> I, I held on for that long last night. The, my phone battery died. Oh. And then I couldn't find my bloody charger. Of course you couldn't, Manny. Of course you couldn't. Life, you know, life uh, is so unfair. Uh, uh, I wish I could see. Okay. I'm going to cut you <laughs> off now, Manny. You take. There we go. 0344 is the phone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, only on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I think I've made a terrible mistake. I'm going to New York to see the monkeys twice. Mm. And uh, when I'm there, I'm only there for get there late Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday and Saturday I see the monkeys. Sunday I'm meeting Keith and the girl. And come back Monday night, get I mean Tuesday lunchtime. And I'll see Keith and the girl. I'm probably going to see Imani and just buy records because they're not really, not really a lot of time. So that's exciting, and I can't really afford it because I'm buying a house. 
And then I had a really crazy idea, and I've booked tickets to go to New York in August as well, <laughs> but to go but to go back two months later, but this time taking my children with me on my own. Me taking a six- and an eight-year-old to New York City at a time, I've been reminded, when it's really, really, really hot, like really hot. They're going to be whiny. And um, I don't really know... <clears throat> Obviously, we'll go and see a movie and um, maybe we'll go and see if we can see like a children's show or something. And uh, we'll have the best milkshakes and we'll go to the star. Was it Stardust Diner? Yeah. Where the waiters and waitresses get on the tables and sing while you're eating. Sing don't stop. You. Yeah, they don't stop. Don't stop. I told the boys and I said, boys, it's going to be embarrassing and uncomfortable. But it's also very, very funny. And the food is great. So we'll do that and we'll do a little bit of shopping and, you know, I'll spoil them a bit and we'll go to the, we can't go to um, the the shorts, it's not anymore, but we'll go to the Disney, we'll do all that kind of stuff. But I'm also thinking, um, uh, well, first of all, I've never been abroad with them on my own, so that's terrifying. As as long as 50% of them come back, I would consider that a success. But also I don't know what, I don't really know, I've never been to New York with kids in mind. I've been to New York as as, uh, a young man uh, and a middle-aged man. But not with kids in mind. But there'll be loads of stuff to do, won't there? Why don't you contact that fella that we had at the uh, tourist board? Ah, because they were a bit useless. They were, but... And also they didn't really give us the pass until like sort of halfway through the trip. I know. Um, I'll do the touristy stuff. The Empire State Building, uh, the Statue of Liberty. They cheered at the Statue of Liberty. I said, how do you know the Statue of Liberty? Oh, it's in um, Marvel Lego. Okay, fine. Um, so we do all that. We get a boat ride. Um, Imani Coppola's keen to meet them. That could be an absolute disaster. They're oh, going to learn some new words. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, are they going to learn some new words. But they love her because they love um, the Darth Vader song and they love uh, the Hey, Hey, Hey song. They love that. So the, I said, oh, if we go over there, we might be able to meet my friend Imani. Does she live in New York? Yeah, a pop star. Yeah, 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 sure, why not? So that's exciting. But I don't really know... What is there? What there is to do in New York City for kids? Really, it's going to be expensive. I, mean, it's exp- I can't afford any of this. I've gone nuts. You can take them on the on, on the boats in Central Park. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do a little bit of Central Parking. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll take them to where John Lennon was gunned down by a lunatic. Oh, uh... We'll recreate that. I'll get them to recreate it. I'll get. I'll buy some round. Right, the eldest can be John. And the youngest can be Mark, and then they can swap over. I'll be Yoko. Oh, this is brilliant. I'll get glasses and, and um, different face paints. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, we'll do that. I don't know. If anyone's got any tips, uh, you know, it's, um, it's going to be awesome. Those guys are nuts. So I don't really know what we're going uh, to do. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to um give us a call you can do it's a phone-in show about absolutely nothing although it has been on my mind recently that maybe we should start adding some content to the show and i'll tell you for why we were doing something the other day with our tongues firmly in our cheeks and we threw out like a silly topic and we got some phone calls about it i can't think what the topic was but a woman a couple a woman phoned up and said oh yeah and she actually did quite a good phone call about it so it has been making me think that maybe we should start throwing out some phone in topics but here's the thing dear listener you see where i'm going with this in a second i th- yesterday was that this today is the 500 and first show oh my youngest today um said the seventh 
So what, what, what about the one that comes second? I'm oh, sorry. Second. Oh, yes, mate. Well done, boy. So it's the 501st show here at this station. Then at four years before that, I was at another station. And then for four years before that, I was at another station. And for three and a half years before that, I was at another station. And for a couple of years, I was at another station. Okay. So I must have done... Um, uh, I must have done, I don't know, let me see, um, 10,000 shows, something like that. And, um, uh, I've run out of topics. I have run out of topics. So, uh, here's the thing, dear listener. If you, this is your chance now to really have a, a say in how this show is governed. Have you got any phone-in topics that we can use tonight? That that doesn't sound like a cop-out too much. It sounds a little bit like yeah. a cop-out. Okay. So, this is, so, so my phone-in topic is, can you phone in with a phone-in topic? And then we will, and I, even if it's a crap one, this is what we'll do to make it fair. Even if it's a crap one, I will do my best. I will sell it. I will sell it like a professional professional okay so even if you phone up with something absolutely rubbish and i nearly gave you an example then but i'm not going to give you an example even if you call him with something absolutely rubbish i will sell it and i will do my best to get you um to get you callers on that topic so oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand doesn't cost you anything to call may cost you pennies at most You'll speak to Sam. He'll take your name and number and we'll give you a call back. I'm spent. I am empty. I am. Uh, um, I've, I've shot my load. Um, I have um, uh, spaffed on the horse and the, bol- the doors. We didn't even get around to bolting that door. I think that's the set. I think that's the phrase. So um, I really need you, dear listener. I've got stuff. I've got stuff. I've got the newspapers. I've got some got some great stories. A lot of stories about the Rolling Stones, about sign language and about um artichokes i've got loads right but i think it would be better for everyone concerned if you um if you were able to phone in with some topics for us please oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number i'm going to play some thinking music so you've got a little bit of time to have a think and then we're going to dive straight into the calls and see what we've got here we go Well, open it up to all of the callers. When was anybody flabbergasted? That's a great question. When were you last flabbergasted? Oh, I was flabbergasted about five minutes ago. Go on, tell me what happened. Well, I stubbed my foot on the door when I was reaching for a pan, and I was flabbergasted because the pain in my foot wouldn't allow me to reach the pan. I was flabbergasted. I I was flabbergasted three minutes ago. Shall I tell you why? Go on. Uh, A tweet came in. I couldn't see it on my timeline because the person's blocked me. But I can see it on the screen. 
Yeah. I am so. Pl- this is from. Uh, um, uh, this, is uh, tweet. this is from from someone who's who's got a lot of gas to be flabbered. It's John Gorn. <laughs> what is a gas? Anyway, that's. I'm so. I'm. <laughs> I'm so pleased that Ian Lee career is going so well. He must be earning good money. Makes it worthwhile me pursuing him. I am sure he will apologise very soon. <laughs> He's actually written that. Our talk radio aware of how he started his show tonight. Yes, yeah, that I is said, flabbergasting. I man. said, I said, yeah, bad news. Uh, John Gaunt is still alive. That's how I started it, John. Go, go, <laughs> go off to your three thousand pounds house. Stop, man. stop threatening me. Stop slagging me off on your podcast. Stop phoning up my agent and crying like a little baby, the little bitch that you are. And get lost, boy. You're obsessed with me. <laughs> I don't wear bras, John. I don't wear them. You're obsessed with me, and I know why you're doing it because you want me to slag off that silly little side project you've got going. And I ain't going to mention it, boy. Last mention of you on my radio show. That last mention of you on my radio show, you absolute charlatan, chancer, blackmailer, bully, and absolute... Shut up for a minute, Gavin. An absolute fraud... Right, you can shut up now. Absolute fraud of a human being. You blackmailed me, John. You blackmailed me. When I was at my lowest, you blackmailed me. No, I didn't blackmail. Blackmailing is threatening to tell people something that others don't want known unless that first person does something they're told to do. You blackmailed me, John, when I was broken. Not because of you, but because of my mental health. Your daughter's got depression and you dare to call me a lead swinger. How dare you, John? How dare you? You blackmailed me when I was at my worst. When I was at my lowest. Shame on you you ain't got no power over me and the bosses here think you're a joke mate everyone thinks you're a joke mate take care john never mentioning you again because you are an absolute ass of a human being bye let's go to natasha good evening natasha hello hello natasha what have you got for us tonight um okay so you put it out there that you wanted something to call with a crap topic well i don't i don't well, I don't think it's crap. Okay, good. Here we go. It's, it's something that always um, interests me. Have, has anyone ever seen a ghost? Here we go. Now, last time that was asked, um, last time that was asked, that was my youngest boy asked that question, and he got very, very upset. Oh, okay. So, we, but we can ask it. We can ask it. Will he be listening, though? Sorry? Will he be listening? He won't be listening now. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, have okay. you ever seen a ghost? No. Oh. I don't. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. No. There's part of me which would like to. Yeah. But there's part of me which is is just. Um, I wouldn't like to. It's like a, a curiosity. Yeah. But if that actually happened, I don't know how how I can handle it. Yeah. I. I. Part of me kind of thinks that 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 um, ghosts don't exist. That's. I, I. I would like to think they do. I would like to think that they do. But I don't think they exist. Yeah. I think. I think. What they say, people who see or who are in touch with the paranormal, there is, um, they believe in it. Yeah. And I think if, if you're a, a bit of a sceptic, I think it's more difficult to access that process. So, oh, um, so hang on, you're saying if you believe in it, you're more likely to see it? I think so. Mm. I think if you're open to it, if you're open to it, yeah. uh, or maybe there is a belief that, that if you really want to see something, you'll see it. Mm. isn't it a matter of if that's the way your mind works that you believe it's possible then you will assign things that happen 
to mm. it rather than trying to find another explanation. Yeah, I think so. I will be having, um, um, when I move into my new house, I'm going to be having a seance with Catherine. I, and I heard about that. When is it going to happen? Because I'd like to listen in. It's going to, well, we're going to do it. We, we can't do it on the radio for legal reasons. Can you believe that? We can't have a real seance on the radio. Oh, but I will be no. streaming it live. It will probably be August okay. at some point. I'll be streaming it live on YouTube. Are you, okay, you know the other night when you had those phone numbers? Yeah. And one was Japan and then you couldn't get to Oh, yeah, yeah, the ghost numbers, yeah. Is there a part of you which thinks, what, what is, like, have you ever done a Ouija board? When I was about 15, but nothing really happened. Okay. All right, nothing happened. Um, okay. So is there a part of you which thinks, what if, uh, you know, it's true? Yeah, of course there is. What if something really bad happens? Of course there is. So do you think, do you think that might make it happen because you believe it happens? No, I don't. I don't think anything will happen. Because I don't. I just don't. I think when you die, that's it. You die and you're gone. You're on the other. You're on the other side. That's it. You switch off. Your your energy runs out. But mm. but who knows, Natasha? We'll put it out there. Have you ever seen a ghost, dear listener? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you. Cheers, Tata. What a delightful. What a delightful young person she was. Jerry, stay there. We'll come to you after the news. This is the late night alternative on talk radio. We really are scraping the bottom of the barrel. I've got nothing for you. Absolutely nothing for you. So I'm hoping that you can call in with your own topic. So far, two excellent ones. When was the last time you were flabbergasted? And have you ever seen a ghost? You can answer those two or you can phone in with your own suggestions. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, this is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It was doing that horrible. I should have checked. That was a lousy version. That was one of those digitized, clippity clippy versions. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I've got to earn my forty quid, guys. So let's crack on. I haven't got any topics. I'm a spent force. I have none left. So I'm turning to you, dear listener, to help me. Can you help me? Can you please come up with some stuff? So far, we've got. When was the last time you were flabbergasted? And have you ever seen a ghost? Great stuff. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Good evening, Kath. How are you? All right. Very, very well, Jerry. What have you got good, for us tonight? Good, no, good stuff. It's the first time I've ever phoned a radio show. 
Hey, nice one, man. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, I've listened to your show. I, I work Monday to Thursday, so this is, this, you know, not a school night. Perfect, so thank you. I've got a chance to have a long lie and oh, listen to you beautiful, properly. Beautiful. Uh, no, you're re- really good. I don't know how you put up a lot of the guys that are radio rental, but uh, <laughs> you're, doing a, you're doing a great, grand job. And, uh, J- Jerry then goes on to say something that proves he's a lunatic as well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, thank you. And I, I expected an insult. No, no, no. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Scots, I'm teasing. What, what you got for us, Jerry? Well, well, first of all, two things. I've got a thing in common with you. We're both Scots, so I'm at home, yeah. and my granny's a boil. Oh, there we go. Is you saying so, Catherine is your is related to your grandmother? No, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm oh. just saying all the boils are the same. So look out, you know. Okay. But uh, regardless. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just phoning up to... Do you remember you had a show about the, like, the Twilight Zone where something happened and uh, you met somebody or somebody phoned you and you phoned them? Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I don't remember what we did yesterday, Jerry. My um, capacity to store this nonsense is, is, is I, getting worse and worse as I get older well, and older. I, I digress in a wee bit. The first, to- the first thing is the topic is be, be back in the day. As a 60-year-old, you keep on saying to your fellow younger workmates yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I don't know if that could be a topic. What, say that Say that again. What was the? To- what are you suggesting as a, as a topic? Back in the day. Just back in the day. I like it. 0344 499 Back in the day. Give us a call with your back in the day. Hey, I had a I'm, great... I'm sure a lot of your older ones will come in with things. But, uh... Back in the day. Do you know I'm writing that down? Because I, uh, there is there's something in that. Back in the day. It's on there, Jerry. It's on the list. Because when you're telling a story, you'll say, oh, back, back in the, the day, I'd never had mobile I had a great conversation and... with my youngest today, which I almost recorded, and he was going about, um, he said, right, and it took me a while to kind of get what he was saying. He said, Daddy, are there just the olden days and now? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I said, yeah. so you, he said, are they on? And I said, right, I think I know what you're on. This went on for a bit. I said, right, there were the olden days? There's now, and there's the future. And I, and I said to him, the, you're six now, but in the future, in 40 years' time, and your little boy is asking you about the olden days, today yeah. today will be the olden days. And he yeah, said, right. he said, what, there won't be any electricity now. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. <laughs> but all the olden days means is a long time ago. So this, So this now... Is the is the old is now, but tomorrow sure. it will be the olden days. Kind sure, of. Sure, it's it's amazing, amazing how time flies. Yeah. It screwed our heads up no oh. end, but we were laughing a lot. Aye. But it, the, the, the yes. other story I was going to say to you was, well, yes. I, I could go on like Billy Connolly all night, and I I, I I don't want you to screw up your schedule and. Keep people off the phone. Oh, for goodness sake, our schedule, we, our schedule is a mess anyway. Oh, well, fair days. Maybe a lot of obvious, but you just, just intercede. But, uh, no, I was going to tell you a story. When I was, I'm 60, but when I was 20, there was an advert in the paper, The Great White North Sense of Adventure. Yes. The Hudson Bay Company. Yeah. They were looking for recruitment. Right. And, of course... The bull Jerry said, oh, I fancy a wee bit of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. But uh, 
Again, that's another story, but I, I went up to an Indian reserve and I met a girl from Newfoundland. Wow. Uh, she was a nurse in the reserve. And uh, eventually I went to Newfoundland to settle down and then my father had a stroke yeah. and I went home. Yeah. And she decided to go back up north and I was in a bit of a room. I had to look after my mother. I went and worked in Greece for eight years. This, you've <laughs> lived a life, man. You've You've <laughs> lived a life, brother. At another time, well, I st- I'm 16, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, you know. But, uh, well, I went to Greece and, uh, you know, I heard it was, you know, the beach, but it was the first time I never had a job. Yeah. Yeah, you hear about these beach bums in the 18 to 30 carry on and you think, well, yeah. I've not got a job, I'll try a wee bit of that. Yeah. But it never happened. Oh. Uh, I went everywhere, couldn't get jobs. And so I decided I was going to go to Spain. And I met a Canadian girl. I hope this isn't long-winded to you. Ian, it's you know, quite long-winded, but basically you've, you've slept your way around the, the planet. Uh, well, I'm a good Catholic boy, yeah. Oh, uh, so there could be lots of little Jerry's all over the place. Well, I was asked that once, do you have any children? And they said, well, not I know of, you know. There but we go. Regardless. That's me out and ready on it, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, if the paternity suits come in, we'll, we'll forward their details on to you. Well, uh, you know, it was funny, I was working with a guy the other day, and, uh, which name, Blandy Bland, yeah. I, I, I sort of narrowed it down that his mother was one of my old girlfriends, oh. and I said, you know, I could have been your father, but, uh, you know, it was a wee joke. Well, well it's just, just about this big. Hey, Jerry, listen, man, I'm glad you called in, I appreciate that, thank you very much indeed, 03444991000. Good evening, Simon. Good evening, Simon. Oh, go. yo. Yes. Yes. I've got some topics, I've got some topics. I'm going to be quiet, because because there is a horrible echo on the line when I speak. No, not on this end there, isn't it? Well, there is on this end, and this is the end that counts, because we're the broadcasting end, so I'm going to be quiet, you speak. Okay, so here's the topics, right? Let's have the first hour of Brexit. The second hour of Trump, and the third hour... You've got the radio on! What a fibber! What was going on there? That was Uz. awful. <laughs> Uz was going on. Uz was going on. <laughs> oh, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Now, there's a sad story. Oh, by the way, Dave the barman from Minders died. There's a sad mm. story... In um, the paper. Well, it starts off sad, and then you go, oh, right, okay. Me or the dogs. So you read this. So this this, this, this couple, this married couple, and the bloke has said, look, it's, it's, got, it's me or the dogs, babe. And she's gone, I'll have the dogs. And you kind of feel a bit, that's a bit tight. But then you read the story, and you go, ah, oh, right, yeah. When Liz Haslam's husband made her choose between him and her bull terriers, she picked the dogs. He packed his bags. You think, that's a bit tight, mate. Come on, you put up with a couple of dogs. You put up with one, two, three, three dogs. Come on, man. Do you love her or not? But are they dogs that she's like dying pink and dressing up and stuff? Because no, no. I couldn't live with that. He packed his bags after she refused to give up her pack of 30 rescue dogs. Okay. 30 rescue dogs. Liz, 49, was not read 30 rescue dogs. Liz, 49, was not ready to compromise when her husband of 25 years complained that her love for the animals was out of hand. 
Now she says she is happier than ever after husband Mike, 53, walked out. The mother of one said, My husband said it is me or the dogs. I haven't seen or heard from him since. I thought after 25 years he should know giving up the dogs was not what my intentions were. 30 dogs is too many. 30 dogs is too many. In, in 30 dogs is too many. How'd you walk them? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> like someone from a body farm advert. He just got to the point where he felt he'd had enough and he was preparing to slow down, but I wasn't prepared to give it all up. So he decided to go and obviously that was his choice. Liz began a boarding kennel business seven years ago when the couple, who have a 22-year-old son, Ollie, moved into a house at Barnham, Suffolk, which had half an acre of land. But when she started up Beds for Bullies, rescuing bull terrier dogs, she found herself fostering dozens of them. And it proved too much for Mike, who found himself pushed down the pecking order. Liz, who met Mike when they were both 16, added... We just drifted. She's in. Here's the thing. I don't really understand why this is in all of the papers. Every paper today has got this story. And I don't quite understand why. Um, we drifted more and more apart. He was heavily into his work and it left me with nothing to do. I didn't want to be a work widow. So I buried myself in my dogs. There's an image for you, ladies and gentlemen. He knew from the moment that we got together what I was all about. I don't know what he expected. He told me he was going and had sorted out some other accommodation, so he packed his bags and went. Before we split up, he kept saying to me, I do not want to be doing this. I want to get a passport and go away. I said, that isn't going to happen, so we might as well go our separate ways. God, listen. Of the 30 rescued bull terriers Liz looks after, 15 have demanding needs. Five are deaf, two have one eye, three are ex-fighting dogs, four of them suffer from defects, and one has brain damage. Flipping heck! 30 dogs, though. 30 dogs. Here's the thing. If you've got more... If you've got... Three animals is the is the maximum. Three animals is the maximum. That's pushing it. And ideally, they shouldn't all be the same. You've got more than three cats. You are a weirdo. You are a lonely weirdo and newsflash your house will stink oh god and you you won't be able to smell it yes. but everyone else will yes um here's a good topic and do you know what i can answer this yes Go right on. this is a great one from Stephen. hi ian topic for tonight have you ever spotted yourself in the street but then realize you couldn't have because you are you i've done that <laughs> have you i've done that <laughs> I've seen myself. I thought, oh, there's me. What? No, hang on, that's me. And it's just someone who looks... Oh. I've seen... I've done that. I've said excuse me to my reflection, but I've never... (laughs) (laughs) You know, usually in a pub, when you're coming out the loo and you're by a big window or a mirror. man alive. Um, But, yeah, no, I've never seen my... What, self-walking about wearing different clothes and not recognised? Yeah. No. Yeah. You've done that? Yeah, I've done it. I've done it a few times, yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Megan. Hello. Megan without an H because it saves time. 
Yes. Yes. And confusion. And confusion. Time and confusion is what is uh, is all best avoided. What have you got for us tonight, Megan? You little pothead. <laughs> um. Uh, do you know Ian? Yeah. We have six dogs and five cats. Oh, yeah, Megan, 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 Megan. Oh, I am so sorry to hear that. You're going to have to get rid of. <laughs> Um, four, four of the dogs and two of the cats. Yeah. Yes. Never. Yes. That is outrageous. No. You're, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing you don't know, and I hate to be the one to tell you this. You don't know it, and you'll think it doesn't. But where you live stinks. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Trust me, it stinks. We ask every electrician, every plumber, and they're very every polite. Every guy who comes to check the meter. Yes. No, we just keep a clean home. No one is going to come. Excuse me, mate. Sorry, while you're just checking, d- doing the plumbing there, can I ask, does my house stink? No, nah, it smells lovely, love. No one's no one's going to be honest with you about that. It doesn't stink, though. Maybe they can't smell it, it over the pot. <laughs> <laughs> the pot stays upstairs where the animals are. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, it, no, it does. Your house stinks. It really does. Honestly, it does. It, there's no denying no. it. No, it does. It does. As long as you mop and you vacuum and you do the polishing, it's fine. The polishing. No, no, no. When was it? When did? When was the last time anyone actually polished and got like a spray a can of Mister Sheen out and a yellow duster and po- no one polishes? I pay someone to do it every Friday. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> they do it, do it. I, I dust, but I don't, I don't polish. You can't polish a dog no. though, and that's the main thing. And yeah. they've got an inherent smell, and they and they should smell. That's what no. dogs. That's what dogs do. Yeah. But they stay in the kitchen, and the door's always open. Yeah. So it's always aired out. Okay. Well. All right. All right, Megan. This is yeah. your house. Does your house smells lovely? Doesn't smell of animals <laughs> at all. Doesn't smell of animals at all. And it's the smell of animals at all. Hey! Animals, animals do not have a nice scent. Well, we used to keep ferrets. Oh, Jesus. they really do stink. The they smell do. of animals is not pleasant, right? So was it six dogs and five cats? Yes. Right. We used to keep chickens too. Not indoors, I hope. The last one was indoors, yes. And an she was indoor best chicken? On the cat. An yes. indoor chicken. Yes, Ian, an indoor chicken, and she used to come and answer the door with us. Is this Alex Lowe doing another character? Because I can't <laughs> believe a word of this. And um, there was one night where we had pizza delivered, and we opened the door, and the chicken wasn't there, and the delivery guy got worried about her. Oh gosh. Um. Um. Wow. Um. I They're don't... not rescues. Okay. I don't know what to say. Your house sounds disgusting, and I mean that in a in a really polite way. I wouldn't say disgusting. <laughs> it's full of love. Full of love. Oh uh, God, not that as well. <laughs> Jesus. Say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> oh God, it sounds horrible. Um, are you vegetarian? I mm, I was once. Then you then you I had a chicken. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat chicken. Um, That's the one thing I don't eat: chicken and turkey. I was a vegetarian for twenty six years, and then I discovered I, I discovered that meat is really really nice. <laughs> Went straight back to that. I do love a good steak. Oh, steak was the first proper thing I had when I came back onto the meat. 
But I love... I, I tell, you I, don't eat it, like, well done, though. No, I'm medium rare. Good. But the best the best thing for me is a big... This is what I'm going to have in New York. A big stack of ribs. Oof. Big, big stack of rack of ribs, mate. Oh, that'll do it for me. That'll do it for me. I've not been to New York since I was 18. Okay, well, you're not coming with me, mate, because you stink of animals. <laughs> and I don't know you. That'll be we- that's weird on two counts. <laughs> it's weird on two counts. <laughs> Megan, thank you for your call. Bye. Bye-bye, weirdo. Evening, John. Hi. Hello, hell, John. I came up with this new slogan tonight, mm-hmm. with a dog story. Yes. Uh, a husband is not just for Christmas, it's for life. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think this, this woman thought she was on a roll. 15, 20, 25. She never thought this was going to leave. Yes. Um, so, I mean, all credit to her. Trying to pile it up, you know? Yes. Well, all, all credit to her. She's trying to make an impact in More fool him. He should have put his foot down at four. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this slogan? Say it, just say it again, uh, John. A husband is not just for Christmas, it's for life. I don't get it, because I didn't get a husband for Christmas. Should I have... No, but you mean, you, you mean, I mean the advertisement for dogs, for, you know, a dog is not just for Christmas, for life. I'm sorry, I had to explain it. Um... Well, of course, you know, the, right, answer to, right. the answer to that is a dog is not just for Christmas. Um, if you, you space it out, you can have enough to keep eating for, for New Year's Eve as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the, the the point is that... Would you uh, eat a dog? A Never. I would eat a dog. Only if, I would only eat a dog. nothing to eat. I would eat you a dog eat. if I had to... You I would eat a dog. I would eat a dog. I've eaten kangaroo. Uh, if you get paid a million pounds, a different story, you know? Well, who got paid? I didn't get paid a million pounds. Me and Will Guyer went to some dodgy burger place in Bath, which since got closed down for having terrible hygiene rating, and we had a kangaroo burger. It was delicious. I've eaten horse. I think if people eat it, right, if it's good enough for all the, the Chinese and the Koreans, it, yeah. must, it must be tasty. 100%. They eat snakes in China. I have a friend who goes to China. So does Catherine. No I've never had snake, <laughs> officially. Worms. Anyway, that's yep. all I have. John, thank you very much indeed, and we ended that call without an insult from you. It's, that's unusual. Uh, let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Hello, Ian. Hello, Stephen. Uh, I just wanted to run this past you. I don't know if, if you're in a beachcombing at all, sir. Beachcombing? Yeah, beachcombing. Well, I haven't, you, I, haven't done, I, haven't, I haven't done it officially. If I'm on a beach, I'll keep my eyes peeled, but I don't, I don't go with a metal detector or out. Right, OK. Well, there was one day I was out beachcombing, and... Uh, happened was a message and a bottle was washed up onto the shore. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And, you know, I thought, well, we, oh, I seen it and I picked it up and I thought, yeah, well, I'll look at it. And I did. I took the cork out. There was a cork in it, not, not a screw top. Yeah. And uh, the message said, wait for it, God has chosen you. <gasps> Mate! <laughs> That's <laughs> intense! Yeah, it is. But I, d- I don't believe in God. So no, God not, doesn't exist, so that makes it double intense. How would he get his hands on a bottle? Mm. That's what I thought. But anyway, uh, on that very same day, an American football was washed up in the same small bay. What? So, I don't know what... It, and, and what conclusion did you draw from these two 
um, well, experiences? I, I, I think the conclusion I must have drawn from that was that God is American and Donald Trump is Jesus. <laughs> Gosh, that, that leaves us all screwed, doesn't it, I think? Does it? I don't know. Well, okay. thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, mate. Cheers, I appreciate that. What a delightful fruitcake. Good evening, Gatford. That bloke was bonkers. Hey, come on. Uh, you, don't you be rude about my callers. Well, you're rude about them all the time, so yes. why shouldn't I get in on the act? I was just wondering, with, with Kath um, uh, looking uh, forward, uh, presenting, has she got any idea of future topics that we could research? Yeah, let's talk about what a knob Gatford is. Not nice. <laughs> Um, was hoping for some intellectual discourse here, please. Intellectual discourse. That's the thing that um, thick people say to sound clever. <laughs> Not talking to you, I'm talking to the lady. Sorry, mate. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, any idea of some topics that you're going to be talking about that no. we can sort of... No, 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 no. Nothing about the World Cup? No. What's that? It's a football tournament that's coming up. What's this football Oh, I know. It's what the Thickos next door talk about. You need their phone number. Ah, <laughs> could you put me through? No, um, no I'm a bit busy, mate. A bit yeah, busy. a bit busy. But no, seriously, come on. You need to be generating some interest. Don't and, tell me. Don't tell me my job, Gatford. Well, no, just asking. Well, well, it's got. We've got a while yet. We're gonna have a few sleeps in between. You don't think when you sleep, do you? I think um, I have my best thinks when I'm asleep. All I'm, all my dreams at the moment. Sorry, am I allowed to join in this conversation? I wish you would. I'm, I'm bored of it. Well, it's Gatford. This is the this is the thing. One day you'll be grateful of my calls. I don't know when that will be. Won't be today, mate. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Tomorrow night, should we do a new callers only show? Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. It's always a bit of a punt because um, you never know if you're going to get any. We might have used up, we might have squeezed dry all of our new callers. Um, but tomorrow night, if you're a shy caller, a nervous caller, if you've only called, let's say you've only called twice before or less, um, then the show is, is for you. So, um, might be a little bit quieter on. Remind me, because I'll forget. Might be a little bit quieter on the phones tomorrow. Um, but we'll make sure that we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. So tomorrow night, I mean, you can call in tonight. Of course you can. But tomorrow night is specifically, because some people have said in the past that it feels a little bit like a boys club. Or, you know, boys and girls club now. But it feels like a little bit, oh, I, I haven't got my set piece that such and such caller has. Or, you know, I haven't got my song like Nigel has. Um, you won't need it tomorrow night. You don't need it anyway. But um, we'll just make it a little bit easier. We'll clear the decks. New and newish callers tomorrow. Here's a secret. Yes. I don't really like the set pieces. I like it when people oh. come on and just have a conversation like a normal person oh. would, rather than sort of preparing an, an act. I, I I kind of prefer that, but I like both. Yeah. Both has its its um, appeal for me. So we'll do that tomorrow. You're very welcome if you've never called in before to call in tonight. We've had quite a few new callers tonight, actually, and that's kind of what's prompted me to see if we can um, if we can do a three hours. Do you know what I've noticed? Yes. We've had a lot of Scottish callers today. We have, haven't we? And I kind of like it. Well, I wish they'd buy tickets for our shows in Edinburgh and Scotland, because uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow, because no, not many people are. <laughs> but Saturday the first. If you want to see what shows we're doing, we're doing Edinburgh and Glasgow in September. Me and Catherine. Um, Brighton, we've got Bath, we've got Manchester, 
got a feeling there's one more, but I can't think what it is. We're still trying to sort out Belfast, aren't we? St- still trying to sort out Belfast. So those ones, those ones, if you go to ianlee.com slash events, ianlee.com slash events, you'll see all of the, the dates we've got and the ticket links and things like that. Um, good evening, Barry. Hello. Hello. Who's that? This is Ian. H- Hello, Ian. Hello. Yes, Hello, Barry. Well, I, yes, hello. Firstly, firstly, may I thank you very much for offering the opportunity for me to speak tonight. Okay. Would, well, you, would you like to speak in your real voice? I don't know what you mean. This is my real voice. My well, you'll allow me that. You can speak. You can speak in your old man voice if you want. I do, okay, go on. We'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. You need to say words, though. Very well. I, I wish to recount to you uh, a, a perspective, if you will, which was offered to me. Yes. Um, it, it is a perspective regarding the passing of time. Yes. And the rapidity of to, to which I believe one of your callers referred to earlier in your program. Okay. And... I, I find it a useful frame of reference. Okay, instead of telling us what you're going to talk about, why don't you just talk about it? I'm, I'm leading up to the event. Well, let's get to let's let's forget the pathway. Let's let, we've teleported to the um, the event. Let's enter the event. Very well. It, it it is this that the rapidity of time is proportionate to the time which one has spent on the earth. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the theory that of relativity is, you're describing. In, in, you're familiar with it. I, I was amazed by it. I was, I was amazed. Yes, the theory of relativity. Well, not. I, I don't believe that everybody understands the theory of relativity, perhaps as well as you do. Well, not everyone's as bright as me. That's obvious. Well, indeed, of course. But, but to, to hear it referred to in these terms, that is, a, let's say, a, a child of five or six years old. <laughs> yes, go on. Oh. And and the, the time that that child has spent on Earth, proportionately yes. to one such as myself, who is, as you have already recognised, in excess of 85 years <laughs> old. <laughs> I like this guy now. That line swung it for me. That line swung it for me. That was a good line. Well done, Barry. Yes, go on. I did recognise you're in excess of 85 years old. Yes. That's the one I was clinching for. Well done. Well done. So I, I hope... I hope Regardless of of, of, of this uh, um, in, interruption, <laughs> yes, that the concept has been realised by your readers at large. Well, their listeners, the, they're the, all the, my the, my listeners. Barry are idiots. The, the child. Hang on a second. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Mo. Who's Mo? Mo. What are you doing? Uh, Mo, have you understood? Do you now understand the theory of relativity as explained by Barry? I wasn't really, um, I, I like, I nipped in at the end, really, so. You didn't go for a cup of tea, did you, Mo? No, I didn't. Speaking. Okay. (laughs) We'll come back, we'll come back to you in a minute, Mo. You see what I mean, Barry? They're idiots. No, not at all. No, no, I, I, far be it from me, and Mo sounded like a, very decent chap. Let's try Ju- Julian. 
somebody with whom I am proud. Julian, do you understand? Shut up, Barry. Julian, do you now understand the theory of relativity? I now understand it less than I did before. Right, okay. Well, you see, you... Um, now, <laughs> written... No, now I'm not there. Wait, do carry on. Got you. What were you going to do then? I was about to say, Britain, be proud. You are a wonderful nation representing freedom <laughs> and all vestiges, their past and thereunto. Listen to the voice, the voice, the voice of your forefathers and their forebearers, and those that thereunto shall have unmasked them, and those propensities thereupon which shall thus have unfolded this way, that way, and all upon, now and forever, this way, that way, over the Irish Sea, home and away, <laughs> with you each day. Okay. Thanks for calling, Barry. We'll speak again, yeah. I hope. It's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, yes. I Now, you weren't convinced by that, were you? I, I, I love that. I love that. Absolute, absolute just, fruitcake. Yeah, just saying things. It's just saying the Proponsity. Proponsity. Just saying things. He was just saying things, Julian. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Absolutely brilliant. Good character. Um, yeah. <laughs> what you got for us, Julian? Well, I, I, all I was going to suggest was that you take calls without screening them. But by the sounds of it, you've already started that. Well, we do that. the lunatics on. We do that from time to time. What, just take calls straight to air? Do you have a regular slot for that, or do you just resort to it? We we just resort to it now. Uh, years ago, I used to do it on a Sunday triple night. M. On a Triple M. And yeah. when we started yeah. here, we did it every night, didn't we? At midnight, I think, mm. for like a first month or so. Okay. Um, well, here, I love all that, because you get the nutters. Well, well, it turns out we don't need that. We can't. No, because it's not like we screen anyway. No, anyway. No, he's, a, he's a, no, nothing against the nice chap who does screen the call. He just says, yeah, hello, good to go. But I think there's a difference between the phone going and yeah. the straight to air, no. the prospect of being analysed and, all. Oh, am I going to be good enough to go on? I tell you, you what, have to be yourself. You're right, and I'll tell you what we'll do again one night next week. Remind me, Catherine, we'll do it closer towards the weekend next week because tomorrow we're going to do new callers. We did, um, do you remember we did straight to air, but from withheld numbers only? Do you remember we did that? <laughs> yeah. Now you're looking a little bit worried. Yeah. Why? Um, because since then, we've um, amassed a load of idiots on Periscope who just well want to come on and say the N-word. Um, well, we haven't had that for a while, actually. Uh. Uh, and I think we'll be all right. Well, we'll, we'll try it, and we, if we have to use the dump button more than twice in uh, the first ten minutes, then we'll knock it on the head. Okay. I think, yeah, I think we'll, we'll we'll monitor that. I think we can get. I think it'll be all right. It might it might be a car crash, but then that's the joy of that's the joy of doing these things. Next, I tell you what. Next Thursday, Julian. Yeah. We're going to try and do a show straight to air from withheld numbers only. All right. I'll be phoning up saying you love Mike Dickin. Uh, thank you very much Look indeed. For me. Well, there's no point now, because <laughs> you, you. you've just shot your bolt. Uh, damn it. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the last 20 minutes has been delightfully fruit, fruity. No, not fruity. Nutty. Uh, well, yes, nutty. You see, I don't understand why they're having sex on television. Is that it? They're not, though, are they? We were watching it before uh, Love Island, by Love the way, Island, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boring, isn't it? really boring a lot of um a lot of pants up bums yeah which is i could watch 
you know, I can dig that. I can't. Those girls are too young. I, I feel like a dirty old man looking at their backsides. I have to keep looking up. We used to get Mark down for that when I did gymnastics. Well, there we go. Who's Mark down? Hmm? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let us go to Mo. Good evening, Mo. Good evening, man. Good evening. Do you remember me? Uh, no. What? No, Mo. <laughs> you don't remember me? No, Mo. Do you not know me? No, Mo. Do you not know of me? No, Mo. <laughs> You're winding me up, aren't you? No, Mo. <laughs> we had so many discussions together on the radio. How do you not know Mo? I don't know, Mo, no. Do you not remember when I talked about the strawberries? Oh, you're that prick. Yeah, I remember you, yeah. Oh, no, because no, that, that Mo said he was never going to call again about four times. Yeah, that was that guy. He was really <laughs> determined. But he's obsessed. I remember you. You're the obsessed guy that keeps saying you're never going to call and you're going to you call in again. Yes, Mo. What, what, what? I just thought I, I wanted to make your show a bit more interesting. Oh, thank God for that, because it's dying on its ass, Mo. And what we need is, is a, an egotist like you who's also completely bonkers. Yes. Away you go. Over to you. Mo, Mo, it's your chance to shine. Make the show more interesting. Away you go. I just felt like, as you're on the radio, your main role is to entertain. (laughs) But I don't think you're doing a very good job of it. Where did you get that idea from, that my main job is to entertain? That's what a radio presenter should do. That's what what someone with a very old-fashioned view of radio presenters would think. Oh, look, heavenly music. No, my, my, my job's not to entertain. Not at all. Very old-fashioned, very two-dimensional. You do none of those. You no, don't inform people. No, it's not my job. You don't educate people. You don't. It's not. My, it's not my job to inform, educate, or entertain. Then what's your job? It's not just sitting and talking with Carter and over like absolute rubbish. It's to entertain us. No, it's not. not. A very good... Well, but why do you keep listening? Can you turn oh, that? Can you turn that noise off in the background? Because it's rather irritating when we're trying to have a grown-up conversation and you're listening to fairy music. <laughs> You're so rude. I'm rude. He says, Look "Yeah, I just thought about you. Even more boring than Love Island, mate. Honestly, I'd rather watch Love Island than you. <laughs> you make fun of Love Island. I'd rather watch it." Well, go, go and watch it. Here's the problem, Mo. I this is I've got a real issue with you calling in, and I'll tell you why. I I don't think you're up to the challenge, and I don't want to get. Um, emails in six months' time or a phone call from an angry family member saying, you have Mo on and you were bullying him and he's not... You know, I, I worry that you're not up to, to our speed. I think you're just being like, absolutely... I think you're being an ob, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. That's what you are. I mean, you and I are just being an ob. Okay. Yep. Just too scared of like getting my calls. To be honest, I just feel that like, I'm the only person that actually disagrees with you. Okay. Like, you're, 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 lit- you're literally not the only person. Say. You're literally not the only person that disagrees. But you carry on, Mo. Uh, uh, you carry on being not rude and calling me a knob. Go on. On your small show of like what fifty listeners on YouTube. Yeah. Everyone agrees with you, so I'm the only person who challenges you, Ian. Okay. And you don't like that. Okie dokie. When, sorry, Mo, you've, earlier on in the conversation, you may have forgotten this, you said you were going to make the show more interesting. Can you let me know when you're going to start doing that? Because so far, it's dull, it's awkward, and it's insipid. 
Well, I'm not making it dull. I'm just like... No, you are. You are. You're, 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 you're making it dull. I'm it, challenging it, you. You're, you're not. not. There's no... Call, really calling, someone, calling someone a knob is not challenging. It's ill-mannered. Your father's brought you up better than that. Or maybe he hasn't. Maybe he's failed. It's quite simple. It's obvious the way you deal with people, the way you just, like, dealt with that 85-year-old man. It was disgusting. No, that 85-year-old man deserves... That, the 85... Gosh, no, you're right, actually. You are brighter than I thought. That 85-year-old man deserved it, Mo. He deserved to be taken down a peg. He deserved more respect. He deserved zero like, respect. Why, why, does, why does an 85... Actually, he was older than 85. Why does an 85-year-old-plus man deserve respect? He has to earn that respect. Obviously, you're making fun of him. You don't respect him. He, has to, he didn't earn the respect. He just... Well, he earns respect from his age, mate. You earn respect just for, for just for not dying? You're joking. Come on. So you oh. respect you respect all old people, yeah? Yeah. All yeah, of them. All of them. You respect me. you respect all old people. Me, yeah. yeah, if they don't offend me. Mo, let me ask you a question. You respect all old people. If they if they're not offending towards me. Okay, well, I, what does offending I'm, towards you mean? The way the way the like, nibbing along. I can't understand you because your phone's crap. Uh, Mo, it's always a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you, mate. My phone is better than your phone. My <laughs> phone is better than your phone. Gosh, so, yeah. is your dad a boxer too? <laughs> All right, Mo, your phone is better than my phone. Okay, you got me. You got me there. You're winning at life. <laughs> You're being really disrespectful. Like I said, at least I respect my elders. You don't. Well, I'm older than you, and you've called me. I'm older than you, and you've called me a knob. No respect towards your elders. So obviously, you're just making a laughing stock out of it. We should find something more interesting, mate. I know your show is boring. I know well, you're on, boring. Then. Do just it then. More interesting. Do it. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll put a caller on, and you, you you can make the show more interesting, right? You've said that. You want to take a caller? Yeah, yeah, but I respect them. I'm okay. Like you. <laughs> Lauren, say hello to Mo. It's the Mo Show. Oh, God, not this again. Hi Lauren, again, Mo. I called you your show last time. Oh, I remember you, Lauren. Hi. Hi. How's your dad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> again, Lauren, do you, do you have something else to talk about? Because clearly you have nothing to do. You never come um, into the end, though. It's really funny. You only call in when I'm in. Oh, no, then you haven't been listening, sweetie. I called in now. I went to the live show. You know. Yeah, I don't listen to Ian's rubbish. I don't listen to Ian's rubbish making fun of 85-year-old men. Just so we're clear, sweetie, I am older than you, so I'd like a bit more respect, please. Yeah, but the way that you're just, like, nibbing along with Ian, so I'm I'm earning, I'm giving you respect. I'm not making you a laughing stock in front of live radio. I'm not Ian. Okay, well, uh, if I'm your caller, go on, then what you got? Well, what, what do you think about Ian's disrespect towards that 85-year-old man who's significantly, significantly older than him? I think you didn't get the joke again. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's a joke, but I don't think he found it funny anyway. Okay, out of interest, how did you date him? Because... I don't know if you know, but he's quite good at getting people's ages. Him, the the gentleman isn't actually eighty five. Have he another go, sweetie. He is eighty five. No, sweetie.
Andy, no. Try Mo, again. Mo, I'll give you... Only significantly you, older than Ian. Mo, I can hear it from Mo, his voice. Mo, it's been great talking to you, mate. Take care, fella. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh Lord! It's not really fair, is it? It's not fair. It was. It was like. It was like sending in the Terminator to to destroy a puppy, and I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I had to put it out of its misery. So I'm sorry, Lauren. I was having. To be fair, I can think of one positive thing of Mo. He's true that it was the first time I called in because to his cruddy show. And you did it to me again. I know. Really? Well, I saw. I saw you. No, I couldn't resist it. Poor old, okay. poor old man. I respect you as you are my elder. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Anyway, Lauren, what have you got for us now that the host of the Mo Show Mo is gone? Well, um, we were talking about being flabbergasted yes. earlier. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a topic, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Um, and it got me thinking because today is well for another ten minutes. My little boy's tenth birthday. Hey, he's into double figures. Oh, don't! He's been going on about it all day oh, yeah, and yeah, asking when now. he's going to throw grow hair and everything like wow, that. Wow, tough guy. <laughs> yeah, he he asked my dad if he'd buy him a beer, and I was like, no. Wow! We're <laughs> <laughs> getting tattoos next. That's great. Your boy's awesome. His birth birth was a bit of a flabbergasting experience for me. Yeah, go on. Well, going into labour, I went into labour about three o'clock in the morning, I think, because it was the first I knew I was pregnant. (gasps) Flipping, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was living with my mum. I made a bit of a mess of my bathroom. Ay, 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 ay. I don't, Catherine, I don't know, I'm speechless, you, you, Stephen, because I don't right. know what to say. so, the first you knew you were pregnant is you were in, you were giving birth. Yep. You had no symptoms at all? Uh, wasn't throwing up in the morning, uh, the usual thing we do every month, I still only do once a year. Right. Um, and I was size 14, no bump, no nothing. My I was God. at work the day before. Oh my God. You'd had sex? Uh, no, yeah, well, my name's not Mary. <laughs> okay, okay, I just want to check that, okay, I'm, I'm good, okay, because you don't know how far this, this whole fantastical story could have gone. All right, we, we, we uh, that's... Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure as hell not that innocent. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll leave that to people uh, like Mo, who won't get me. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't need any more details. Um, that's, um, well, that's it, that's, that's it. Those, are, those are incredible scenes. So, well, you thought you had a stomachache, I guess. Uh, I've been to a barbecue at work. I thought I had food poisoning. <laughs> but at a certain point in labour, you must have felt the urge to to push. Yeah, um, I scream for my mum with things that I won't repeat for yourselves, yeah, shall yeah, we say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you just think, I'm going to say something crude, and I don't mean it as a joke, it's a genuine question. Did you just think you were like having a really painful poo or something? I honestly thought, I mean... <laughs> When you're giving birth, you know, it's kind of like you do have diarrhoea and stuff like that. I just mm. thought I had really bad food poisoning. I thought right. I've been to this barbecue, I've eaten something really dodgy, and, and I'm in trouble. And here's the thing. At the moment where the baby's about to crown, it does feel like you need to do a poo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, a £5 one. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, funny, funny you mentioned that. This morning. No. No, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, I flushed four times and the water kept rising up and I looked at it and I thought, I just got to put my hand in there because I haven't got a toilet brush, so I just had to put my hand in there, and it was like a brick. 
It's like a brick, honestly, Sam. Once you have kids, shoving your hand down a toilet is nothing to pull out a, a, a poo. That's it's unusual it. for it to be your own poo, though. Yeah, oh God, it was honestly, it was, it was. I kept flushing it, and it just kept rising up. I thought, <gasps> I've got to put my hand in there. <sighs> so I, I can't. What I'm saying, Lauren, is I can identify with how you felt ten years ago. Well, not really. Yeah, no, no, really. In my current line of work, I deal with bodily fluids all the time now, anyway. <laughs> Um, well, uh, d- d- well. Uh, uh, so hang on. Did you have the baby on the bathroom floor? My mum had to demand I get off the toilet and play catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a st- and my dad rang nine nine nine. He's like, no, no, it's already out. No, no, we're past that bit. Wow. Oh my word. And every and, and you were fine, and the baby was fine, and everything was healthy and okay. He was healthy. Um, I had a bit of a rough time and then had to ring the then ex-boyfriend and say, Hi, remember me? Wow. I bet that was a tough old phone call for both of you. Uh, He hung up and went and threw up. I can understand that. Shock. Yeah, I can understand that. (laughs) Did he step up to the, the plate? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not together well then good for him because i've often thought it must be very strange for an ex to phone up and say um uh, i've just had a baby or i've got a, i've got a kid that's two years old and so have you that's a that's a big old thing and i can under i, I i've often i've never really been in a position where that could happen but i've often thought i wonder what i would do if if you know someone knocked on the door a 10 year old knocked on the door and said i, I i've had it with 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 a, with a half brother I met, met a, a boy that turned out to be my half-brother, and that was a big enough shock. So, so kid of your own, you know. Well, fair play to him. Good for him for um, for doing what needed to be done. Um, well, uh, uh, Lauren, I hope you tell that story to your boy every single day and, and <laughs> make, him, make um, him miserable with it. No, I don't. My, my The rest of my family have a nickname for him that's rather oh. unpleasant when he starts on them. <laughs> Which he does. <laughs> oh, what, hang on, what's the nickname? The Bastard? Sniffing <laughs> Is, Is it? No, no. Um, when they want to talk about that story, they call him Maxwell the Turd. <gasps> oh. <laughs> hang on, did you say toad or turd? Turd. Uh, hers is worse than mine! He's actually worse. Hers is worse! There's me thinking, can I chance that? That one's worse! I was feeling bad for you for a second. <laughs> Lauren, and thank on you. the bright side, this is the first call I'm ending, not shaking, so thank there you. There we go. Well done, Lauren. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. I was thinking, can I say that and be cheeky? It's called a turn. I can tell it's one of those ones that popped out despite yourself. Well, <laughs> much like he did. <laughs> oh, man. Andrew and Alistair, stay there. We'll come to you in a little bit. Uh, um, what, what a strange old night. I like the ones where it just kind of bumps along and you don't know what's going to happen. Another hour to go. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, the late night alternative, weeknights from 10 o'clock on Talk Radio, on DAB, app and online. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Wasn't making any sense, but it felt okay. Ask you if it was 
just like a child, a little curious, a little wild. Live in the moment and you'll never go out of style. You know it's really been a while. Finish making that secret. We're making a CD and releasing a, 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 a best of in inverted commas of Imani Coppola on my record label. I'm going to finish that this weekend. Doing that this weekend. Just need to come. I've lost a lot of the tracks because I have a problem with my hard drive. But I'm going to come back. Get all the tracks. I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. Uh, Scott's doing the cover and she's writing a little piece for the booklet. And then Bishy Bashy Boshy, there'll be a new album. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's the late night alternative with myself, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from ten o'clock. It's the phone-in show, unlike any other, in that you can call in about absolutely anything you want on Talk Radio on DAB, on the app, or on TalkRadio.co.uk. Let's go to Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Hello, I'm glad it's that. Sorry. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm Andrew. Hello, Ian. I've heard so much about you. Is your name Andrew? No, no, no. My name is actually Sam, but my uh, housemate is a big fan of yours and has encouraged me to ring you up. And your housemate is called Andrew? Yeah, and I'm called Sam. Hello, Sam. If I were to um, have to have a girl's name, it would be Sam. Yeah, because you can you can make out you're a bloke. If well, you I, really I just I, hey, here's the thing. I've I've said this before. I'll say it again. Girls with boys' names I think are sexy, but also I think I'd be a good Sammy. Hi, I'm Sammy. Well, actually, most of my friends actually do call me Sammy, so thank you. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. 
<laughs> anyway, Sammy, you've called in, and it's such a delight to hear your um, your lovely voice. What have you got for us this evening? What would you like to say? Um, well, thank you to say my voice is lovely. I was literally just talking to my housemate about how much of a man voice I have. Yes. Um, but thank you. That's okay. Um, I've been out with my uh, lovely Andrew housemate, and we were actually just um, talking about living arrangements and how... Um, how life is living in a shared house, to be honest, and that's what we're going to bring up in our conversation. Okay. Um, let's, so, bring, yeah. let's bring it up. So, hang on, is Andrew, uh, yeah. are, are, are you and Andrew sleeping together? Oh, oh my God, Andrew. <laughs> oh, my God, no. We always go out for drinks, right? We went out for a few drinks this evening. Yeah. Absolutely not, but everybody thinks we're a couple. Um, oh. Andrew's 36, oh. and I'm 24, so I'm nearly young enough to be his daughter. Well, no, only if he was having sex at 12. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, well, that's where I grew up. opinion. That's... Ian, yeah. in this day and age, you know, I'm a teacher, and yes. I, I can assure you kids in my school are definitely okay. having sex okay. at that age. Well, in you know s- what I mean? They're doing it in school. That's outrageous. Um, um, I, I do work in a bit of a dodgy school, but no. No. No, well, maybe why not in school. Why don't you... Listen, here's, here's what I... Can I... I'm picking up a vibe, Sammy, and I would like to share that vibe with you. Would you mind? Okay, no, go for it. Right, you've been out tonight with Andrew. You've had a few drinks, yeah? A couple of beers, yeah. Beautiful. I have work at, like, you know, early in the morning. Phone in sick. Uh, no, I've, uh, no, no. Phone, I'm, I'm quite a good... I'm, phone I'm in a good sick. teacher. I'm a good teacher. Yeah, I'm not well, going to do that. Here's, and here's the thing. This is, what, this is the vibe I'm getting, okay? <laughs> Put the phone down. And go and teach Andrew a thing or two in the bedroom. Ian. That is the vibe. Ian, I, ca- you need ca- to listen to this Catherine, shit, Catherine, Catherine, you cannot tell me you are not picking up that vibe from Sammy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not picking up that vibe from Sammy. I'm picking up that vibe from Sammy and from Andrew. Ian, Ian, I can assure you I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a tomboy, right? And I've been to watch the England game tonight, so I get on with lads a lot better. I don't, I don't know. I just like boys' company. It does yeah. not mean that I want to sleep with them all. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. I used to live in a shared house with seven other people, five, yeah. five of whom were boys, four or five, and I didn't want to have sex with any no, of them. Certainly not after living with them. No, flipping and, I, and I've lived with, with, with I've shared houses with girls, and I've not wanted to have sex with them. And they've, I'm not saying that that's always the case that you can't have man and man and woman living together and not having sex. But I am totally, totally getting the vibe. From Sammy, and she's not. She's gonna Ian, play it coy because Andrew's listening. You. And she's playing it Andrew, Andrew is um, he's not my type. But I'm sorry, Andrew, you can hear me. But okay. I'm a, a bit more of an alternative kind of gal, you know. I like uh, a bit of a, a rock star, you know. He's a bit boring for you. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, in that case, he's, I yeah, he's, he's a bit, he's a bit tepid. He's dull. He's tepid. Oh, poor Andrew. He's he wasn't vani- asking for this, was he? he he's vanilla. Ian. Yeah, he's a bit vanilla. I understand, and I'm sorry that that's. I'm sorry. Um, he did warn me that these conversations might take a tangent. It's and after like, midnight. It's tangential midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, go, so go on. So, hang on. So, uh, so is it just the two of you living in that place? Oh no, no, no. Well, there's it's a five shared house. Oh however, god. Oh. There's me and Andrew who are like the only sound ones. Ah <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I didn't mean it. Like no, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you've sent me on a hellish one here, mate. Um, no, and there's another lad who's all right, and then there's another girl um, who we never see. And then this, there's this other room that's just absolute hell. It just has bad news written all over it. Oh. So we had this, like, one couple moved in. They were just messy, like they left everything everywhere. It was disgusting. Yeah. And then they moved out. Another girl moved in who was literally, like, um, just 
a fiend, like, <laughs> on it every single night till 10 o'clock the next morning, like, baseline, awful music. Okay. And then another girl moved in from Canada. Wow. And then we went out for a drink with her. And then she, one morning, like, literally, she paid a rent. And then a day later, she just vanished, like, out of thin air. What? what that really bad luck. Took all of her stuff with her? Yeah, literally. I left for work at half six in the morning. Wow. And in that half an hour, when Andrew got up, she's gone. Did Andrew murder her? Do you know what? We've actually had this joke. Whoa! He just said that you murdered her. Literally, honestly, I'm actually convinced that she's buried in our back garden. Oh, really. God! <laughs> he didn't take her out for drinks, did he? Do you know what? It's actually weird because he went out for drinks and I went home because I had work the next morning. It was just her and Andrew. Uh, and then that was it. Gone. Oh, you watched that, Andrew. Yeah. Definitely not, definitely not getting down for that after, uh, after this room that's going around. How do you survive? I haven't lived in a shared house for... A long time. For Well, the 11 o'clock show was 20 years and I was sharing with my friend Mackenzie and then my girlfriend moved in and his girlfriend moved in. So probably about eight, 17 years I've not lived in a shared house. Um, yeah, Ian, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm old. Oh, I'm old. I'm 45 this weekend. I'm old. Oh, well, yeah, you know, I'm only 24, and I am moving away. I'm moving away. But Andrew's in, in his in, 30s. In oh, I know, yeah, but, you know, Andrew's just one of those, or he's just bachelor for, bachelor for life, I reckon. Yeah. So where are you going? So, but you're moving out in a month. Are you getting a place on your own or with a boyfriend or a girlfriend? No, I'm, move, I'm moving to Thailand, actually. Flipping heck, man. You're living, yeah. you know, this is the dream, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a job out in a, a school in Thailand, so buzzing for that. TEFL? No, no, actually, I'm, I'm pro- already a teacher, pro- so I'm an teaching. art teacher. Okay. Yeah, international school. Hey, that's amazing, man. Oh, well done. Oh, thanks, mate. No, well done. Um, just make sure you get out before Andrew murders you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's already got his excuse for you not being around anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You watch him. Oh, she she just moved to Thailand a month early. It's sound. <laughs> well, um, you uh, listen, Sammy. I, I, you, you've still got a month to give us a call, and you can give us a call when you're in Thailand. We'll still call you back. So, um, you know. Oh wow, thanks. Well, I, I say this is my first time calling, so I was a bit. Uh, I just the... got forced into it. You know, Andrew is he's very forceful. He likes to push me into the garden for unknown reasons and, yeah. and whatnot. Get you start digging. <laughs> well, it's uh, we're joking about the murder of young women. It's it's always a hilarious topic. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, you're the best call we've had this month. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm the best call we've had all month, Andrew. Buzzing. Thank you very much. You're, it's a pleasure, Sammy. We'll speak again. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Easily the best call we've had all month. See, it's not just me that goes high-pitched when I'm thrilled. Yeah, she was good. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, it's my chair squeaking. Yeah, of course it was. 0344 This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Alistair. Good evening, good people. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What have you got for us? Um, I've got a couple of topics that. Here we go. Oh, we're asking Could for topics. Could be, in the uh, yes. but can I just say very quickly that uh, I need to apologise to Kath. Oh, again? 
because uh, I didn't think of a more difficult guess who last night. Well, it was a pretty easy one, but I know. It, let's let bygones be bygones. Alan Caddick, wasn't it? Of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. Although that and, should be uh, a thing, actually. The first go of guess who, listener guess who, should always be Alan Caddick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing was... Yes. In, before I get to the topics, oh, as you know, you mentioned that you... Were... Well, they, hang on a minute. These are the topics, because you're, you're saying these things, right? Don't, don't give me preamble. What you're saying is is part is the thing. So give me amble. Give me amble. Let's amble. Okay, you said the other night that you were thinking of buying a Mellotron. Yes. Of course, one of the greatest uh, examples of Mellotron yes. is uh, early Genesis. Um, was it a Mellotron or Moog? Well, it was a Mellotron, I think, that you were looking up on eBay. But, no, but was it a Mellotron that was an early Genesis? I don't really know early, I don't yes, know early was, Genesis. Yes, it was, yeah. Well, yes, I, I'm not going to get a Mellotron now. I'm going to get a Kitar. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like um, it's like a keyboard, but in the shape of a guitar, and you wear it. And look cool. Oh, right. Yeah. I wonder how much Kitars are. You talk to Catherine. I'm going to look up Kitars can on you, eBay. Can you stop shopping? I'm not shopping. I'm looking. You talk, shopping. talk to Catherine, that please. That counts as window Come shopping. on, quickly, because the, the vibe is, is disappearing. Go, Go on. on, then, Alistair. Yeah. What, else, what else was so, there? Well, the thing was, is... Um, I was walking the dog the other day, and I thought of a thought experiment. Oh, yeah. Um, now, in theoretical physics, um, there is this proposition that, um, actually, there are very many parallel universes. Yeah. Okay. And how it goes is, is that each different parallel universe is slightly different from ours mm -hmm. that we live in. And I was thinking that um, a topic could be, for example, if that's the case, how would one uh, how would one want to change to a different universe to be slightly different than they are now? So, for example, think of one suggestion. For, for yourselves, it could be that, Kath, you are the main presenter all the time and Ian's um, the uh, producer. Yeah. I've got one idea that certain callers wouldn't exist. <laughs> oh, don't be a bit harsh, Ian. Don't be tight. Harsh but fair. Well, is this parallel universe, Ian, or is this actually in This is actually Ian is saying that in a parallel universe that I hope to inhabit one day, that certain callers will not exist. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, so is, is that me as well? I didn't say that. Ignore no. him, Alistair. Ignore him. Right. Yeah, but um, hurry up, because the, 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 the air is being sucked out of the room. Anyway, the other thing about earlier in the show, I thought Lauren was absolutely delightful with her call, and uh, the way she dealt with Mo, I thought, was brilliant. Yeah, I think she's um, super. Thank you very much, Alistair. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Robin. Good evening, Robin. Hi, Ian. Hi, Cass. Ah, it's Robin from China. Hello, Robin. China calling, China calling. Good evening, yes, Robin. Um, I want um, to share a little story with you about myself. Beautiful. Um, today, is, yeah, today is the day um, that many of, I think, 9.75 uh, 9 million Chinese students will take their uh, college entrance examination. That's a lot um, of marking, isn't I, it? I think, <laughs> I think this examination changed my life, actually. Um before this examination, I was studying science subjects in my senior high school. Yes. My dad wanted me to. He didn't give me a choice because 
they believe that the boys should learn science and that the, that is just the way boys should go. Wow. What um, do the girls learn, like his, sewing and things? No, uh, we have two subjects in the senior high school, major subjects like um, science and arts. You can choose and they'll be including some other uh, specific subjects. Right. But my dad they didn't give me a choice. Um, okay. wow. I followed his um, instruction. And, you know, the last two years in the senior high school is really the, I mean, the dark time for me. It's really hard for me to get into the um, chemistry, biology, all these things. It's really hard. Yes. So uh, I finally finished all these subjects and went to the um, college entrance examination in 2015. Um, my dad told me, you'll do well. You can do good. So I just went into the test room. And when I finished the whole test, I get my uh, test result in about uh, two weeks' time. My dad was a little bit um, disappointed because I did really good in Chinese and English subjects, but I did poorly in math and all the um, uh, science subjects. Uh-oh. So my dad just had a quarrel with me. Yeah. Um, and he asked me, what, what, what am I uh, probably going to do? Just, he didn't know. He think I'm really um, like the dumb because I didn't do anything good in the math and science, and which is, uh, he thinks the boys should do better. Yes. I told him that I want to learn languages. I told him I want to learn um, culture or something, not just not the science, basically. Yeah. You're more artistic than have, scientific. Perhaps, I guess. Yeah. But no, my, my dad is that confident who's so um, persistent in anything he thinks is right. Yeah. But we have so many quarrels before my. Um, before, and uh, before finishing my, um, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, finishing that, um, eh? to fin fin finish the way to, to decide uh, which college should I go. Yeah. And uh, finally, he gives up. I, I have four choices to be fair on that page. And I choose three of them, all are, uh, art school or language school. And the final one, I follow my dad again to uh, to uh, put a medical school on the one, on that on that page. And my dad told me, if you couldn't um, be uh, uh, accepted by the first three choices you have, yeah. then you just come home, go to that medical school, and you will get it, and you will do it well. I told my dad, no, I mm -hmm. think I will be um, accepted by language school because that's one of my favorites. Uh, luckily, my score is high enough for me to enter that uh, language. Uh, Hang on, I'm college. getting confused. So, 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 where are you now, then, Robin? So, have you? Are you going to go and do languages, or are you going to go and study medicine? I'm now in the uh, International Study University, which is the uh, generally my major is language studying right. English, and this is what I want to. Okay, here's here's the thing. Here, can I tell you my biggest regret? not my biggest regret one of my regrets is and i think every son should do this at some point i never did it i think maybe the time has come for you robin punch your dad <laughs> no honestly honestly it's one of the biggest regrets i think it's a real um, coming of age thing for a son to physically assault his dad and i never did it i never did it um and I, I wish i punched him i thought you were gonna say you know have a heart to heart with him no, punch man him. to man because um, then it changes the whole dynamic. Here's the thing, right? The dad is is physically imposing and physically imposing and is is in charge. And the kids are small, but they get bigger and bigger and bigger. At some point, 
the kids are invariably bigger. The sons, sons are invariably bigger and broader and deeper and gruffer than the dads. And the dads start looking a bit older. But there's still that thing of, I am your father, even though you're 16 and taller than me, I am your father. And that cannot be broken until the 16, 17-year-old punches the dad. And the dad realises that the boy is actually a, is, is a an man. adult. No, he's an adult. And that that power that power shift then 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 changes then changes then changes for the when, rest when of the When do you stop punching the dad? You do it once. He's about eighty. My dad moved out when I was about fifteen, Robin. And if he'd have stayed another couple of years, I'd have smacked him one. Um, and and, and, and I and I didn't. And it means it means for my twenties, I had a very very awkward relationship with him, where I still looked up to him as the parent, even though he was a shitty dad. And we'd never we'd never addressed it. We'd never addressed it until I got much older, and then he was he was too old to punch. Um, so I don't know if that's well, an option for you, Robin. Oh well, it's really hard for me. I, I, I really have a really great personal relationship with my mom and dad because okay. they support me a lot. My dad worked um, outside from my home in different cities for over sixteen years. Um, in my the first sixteen years of my life, he yeah. suddenly came home. Um, he works uh, all the year uh, in some different cities. The only time he can come back home and uh, talk to me and my mom is the Chinese New Year time. So at that first 16 years of my life, I couldn't even um, remember how my dad looks like because I seldom see him all the year round. So when he finally, because he was a little bit old, so he came back home and working some places near my hometown. So I feel, yeah, it, it is the thing that I need to respect my dad. Like, you know, so I'm now entering the third year of my college. Um, my dad is now telling me, he's still telling me something I don't want to do. He's not, he's not having a discussion with me on whether I should get married. Well, that is the thing that uh, I don't really have a girlfriend now. I don't want to because I'm yeah. very much busy every day. But this is a cultural um, thing. I, this this happen, doesn't happen so much in, 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 in Britain. There's a few diff- a few examples, but it doesn't happen so much in Britain. So what are you going to do, Robin? Are you going to be able to stand up to him and live the life that you want to live, studying what you want and pursuing the career and pursuing the romance if that you want, if and when you want it? Or are you going to have to do what he says? Or are you going to have to compromise on a few things? Like maybe study what you want to study, but marry who he wants you to marry. Where, where, where's it going to go? Um, I will choose to just study and marry and work, do whatever I want to in this perspective, uh, because I don't want to fool myself again. I don't want to put myself in some dark time again. Yes. But I will try to be, of course, I try to be nice to my, to my dad, yeah. talk to him to make him understand me, to try my best. That's the best thing again. Robin, I wish you the best of luck, man. I tell you what, life enough hard. It's really hard, and and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be young again for, uh, well, for for all the tea in Robin's house I, because it, it's it's such hard work. There's so many, you know, and you, politics and the, the games you have to play and the little dances we have to do with people around us. I could I couldn't do that. Could not do that. Robin, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very very welcome to. 
A caring pensioner was given an official warning by police for feeding a cat she thought she was a stray. I bet she didn't, but she knew it wasn't a stray and she was trying to steal it. That's what they do. That's what Narina Palo did, the pop singer. She stole someone's cat and that disgusts me. She's supporting um, Rufus Wainwright. Have you seen that? Is she? Yeah, yeah. Good for her. Um, we should try and go. Um, okay, we should get her back in. That was, that was, Narina Palo. Oh, man alive. She brought her, I brought my guitar in case you'd like me to do some songs. Oh, yes, please. She's got one of these voices. Oh. She's, you know, she, she sings in front of you and the whole, the room kind of shimmers, doesn't it? She's a tiny person, okay. But the power and the control and the magic. The purity of it. Comes out when she opens her mouth. Oh, God, and she just did a little tour, and I, I was kind of distracted with life, so I couldn't go. But maybe going to see her support Rufus Wainwright might be... Um, be awesome. Where's that? Might be something. It's, it's all over the place. It's a tour. She posted um, a picture on uh, Twitter today. Shirley Key, 79, said she felt embarrassed and annoyed after visits from three cops over claims of cat theft. I'm on the side of the cops for this. Someone started feeding my little girl. You don't. You do not do it. Do not do it. Shirley, who insists she's done nothing wrong, said, I felt like a criminal. All I did was feed a cat that needed help. She first noticed the black puss in her greenhouse in April last year. Uh, it, months later, she said it returned looking very skinny. OK. Oh, hang on. Sorry. What's this next sentence? It was wearing a collar. Okay, um, so none of your business. Or if you're or worried you, about you it, you call the RSPCA. Or if you're worried about it, you get you get the come here, get, have a, stroke it, stroke it. Let's have a look at that collar. Oh, there's a phone number there. I'll, let me give that number a call. That's what, that's what you do. That's what the collar's there for. But she was convinced it was homeless and fed it. Ex-model Shirley of Westgate on Sea. Brackets. Why do we need to know that? Mm, continued to give the cat food and even paid a two hundred pounds. Vets bill. I've got to try and make a claim on the insurance for the cat. Flipping it. In November, she discovered it belonged to a neighbour. She approached them, but it continued to visit her. Yeah, because you'd brainwashed it for crying out loud. Last month, a cop called to say she'd been reported for cat theft. Good, good. People like this disgust me. Um, three weeks later, two officers delivered a community protection notice which said she must not allow any other person's pet into her property. Spicy! Nice and spicy! Uh, Breaching the notice could have led to an £80 fine and a criminal record. Um, Police later withdrew the warning and said it was given an error following a report of a dispute with the police of pussies. The cat has since been kept in its home. The cat's protection charity said, make sure your cat was where I got velvet from. It's where I'm going to get my next cat from. So make sure your cat has a microchip collar and identity tag. It should help if there is any uncertainty about its owners. She deserves, she deserves everything she gets, a disgraceful human being. I had neighbours when I lived in a flat and uh, their cat was always getting, there was kind of an inner, you know, fire doors. And so our corridor, there were two flats on on our corridor and, and the cat was always, they were just laying it out the front of their flat, but it was trapped in the corridor. And it just, it used to sit and cry outside my door. Yep. I used to, I was the one that let it out. If I left my windows open, I'd find it sitting on my bed. They just didn't bother with it. I did feel sorry for that cat. I came this close to phoning the RSPCA. But I wouldn't have fed it. Swimmers have been ordered to stop taking nude dips in lakes at a National Trust estate. 
protesters took to Facebook to complain about the naked antics. One woman wrote, Another morning, another bare bottom bobbing around the lake, scaring the carp and making me and the dog feel sick. <laughs> scaring the carp. Um, now the trust has said the water is at Woodchester Park near Stroud. 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 Is it? Yeah, it's Stroud. I, 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 yeah. Are strictly off limits to all swimmers. A spokeswoman said on health and safety grounds, swimming is not allowed. Also, anglers pay a fee to fish there. God, you don't know what you might catch. Woodchester. Sorry? Was, you, where is it? You're looking up how to pronounce Stroud? No. I just want to know whereabouts it is in the country. It's fine. We've done that story. I know, but I'm interested. Okay, fine. Well, what good. if I want to, you know... Do it in your own time. What? Do it in your own time. Um, you want park. To know, what are you looking for? I just want to know where you'd go if you were... You dirty cow. What? I don't get nudity. I don't get nudity. I don't. I don't really get, I don't really get swimming in lakes. Here we go. I'll tell you what. Let's have a look at the, um, the, uh, toys... The toys that are gonna be big this Christmas. You're, you're, you've got the, you've got Christmas sorted. Have I? Yeah, you have. Because the, the, I think the biggest toy is uh, unicorns. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> My lovely unicorn electric ride on. Oh, ride on. Two hundred twenty nine pounds ninety nine. She can jog on. Poop, or, or a poopsie unicorn surprise for fifty quid. And the surprise is it poos. That's not a surprise. Um, what's this? The boxer. Okay, unicorns will be among the must-have toys this Christmas, including one that makes sparkly poo. The poopsie fed a mix of glitter and white powder to make the unicorn droppings. That's brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. I'll have Don't one tell her about it. I'm going to next time I see her. We'll set parents back just 50 quid. It is just. One of, it is just one of the unicorn toys tipped by Argos. Is that still going? As the big festive hits with Christmas still 200 shopping days away. They also tip an electric ride-on unicorn at 229.99. A fire truck playset from the awful Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, be there on the double. Paw Patrol, Paw Terrible, terrible programme. A, fi- a fire truck playset from Paw Patrol will tick some boxes while Lego fans are catered for with an Arctic mobile exploration base. Well, well done, Argos. Yeah. So you think Lego and Paw Patrol are going to be big this Christmas? Well, these guys are psychic. How the hell do they know? How can they see the future like this? Top of the list are fingerlings. Oh, God, we've got those. Which sold out weeks before Christmas last year and are back with a T-Rex. So what's that, like a thing you put on your finger? They're rubbish. So, you, you, yeah, you kind of slot it onto your finger. It's got a big head and it's sort of mechanical. So you turn it on and it will sort of make cooing noises and move its head about. I've, I, I've got something um, mechanical with a big head that you slip on your finger and it's better than a finger. <laughs> then. Juliet Ward of Argos said, This year's list is arguably our most exciting. Well, it better be your most exciting because surely toys get better every year. Oh. With the most uh, with the most exciting interactive items among the most popular, the list also features Boxer, the mischievous mischievous robot, and the Tiny Treasures doll, which looks and smells like a baby. Oh, don't like that. Let me look it up. I bet it's ugly. 
the We've got t- some tiny, really ugly baby dolls. Tiny. Tr- oh, we had a horrible baby doll. Well, we, we, the boys got. Um, they got obsessed with this doll and it belonged to someone. And it was flipping horrible. Honestly, it was. It, it looked disgusting. And we just find this thing staring up at you. Go on, what does a tiny treasure doll look like? It looks like. There you go. That. Oh, that's beautiful. It's not as bad as they can get. That is beautiful. We've and got it, one. It smells like a baby. We've as well. got a baby doll that looks like David Jason, uh, baby David. We've also got baby. Hey! What? You. This is nuts. Stop the clock. Time out. Who did you just mention there? David Jason. And I looked on the next page and look who's there. I was looking. Baby at David. I was looking at him as you said it. Isn't that funny? That's like my favourite thing in the world. And this is my favourite thing. This is better than orgasms. This is better than drugs. This is better than winning the lottery, right? Is when I'm reading a book and listening to the radio and they say the word on the radio that I'm reading. Oh, mate. Do you, do, you get, do you get that? Yeah, I get that. And sometimes you're thinking of a song and you turn the radio on and it's on. No, I don't. Oh, I get that. No, I don't think that's so I think impressive. I'm magic. I don't think that's as impressive. Well, no, because you think of... Um, I don't think that's as impressive as like you're reading... The legendary TV show Change, and on the radio they say Change. You go, what the? <gasps> f-? I love that. Okay. I love that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The last twenty minutes of the show before Paul Ross comes in and does his thing. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I don't know, 10, 15, 17, 20 minutes of the show. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, 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 very bloody welcome to. Very welcome to. Um, oh, no, I didn't read this story. I, I never read the stories. I just look at the um, the headies and I go, oh, that might fill. That might fill some time. So this might be a really tragic story or it could be a laugh. Shall okay, we, well, let's let's delve. Should we go for it? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. The headline is Beyond a Choke. Oh, dear. Oh, no, it's it's going to trial, so we can't talk about it. All right, that's fine. Well, that's fine. I just, you just read the last line there, and that's fine. So uh, we, we saved ourselves. Um... Okay, well, what's this then? Um... There's loads of stories about Mick Jagger in the papers. But there's a, this is brilliant, right? They've done a brilliant thing, right? Is Mick Jagger taking style tips from Bake Off star Mary Berry? Only chock and roll, but he likes it. <laughs> when you're 74 and shopping for groovy clothes, you can't always get what you want. But Rolling Stones legend Sir Mick Jagger has found the perfect style muse. Bake Off star Mary Berry. Uh, 83. When Jumping Jack Flash... Flash hit the stage in Manchester this week. He wore a multicoloured jacket that could have come straight from Mary's wardrobe. From pink scarves to glitzy tops, Mick seems to get inspiration from the honky-tonk woman of cookery. And he'd love to taste her brown sugar. Oh, please. And style's not the... Style's not the only thing they have in common. They've both done well from sticky fingers. Now, what they've done brilliantly, it's one of those made-up stories where someone's got a picture... Of see the picture of Mary Berry and Mick Jagger wearing something vaguely similar, and they've gone, hmm, 
I wonder if I could find six other pictures of them. Have you seen them? I've heard about it, but oh, I've not seen them. It's, uh, it's flipping. <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. It's flipping brilliant. Do you believe all these colours were uh, the original colours, or do you think they might have I used don't a bit care. of license? Someone has had a lot of fun uh, and a lot of work doing that. It's absolutely brilliant. Go and describe them. <laughs> Okay, we've got Mary Berry in a in a sequin bolero jacket. Yeah. <coughs> and then next to her, yeah. there's Mick Jagger wearing a very similar patterned bomber jacket. So yeah, but no beads. Yeah. Then we've got Mary Berry in a fuchsia coloured uh, zip, zip blazer. Those two are great. <laughs> and a black top. He wore the same colour combo. There's one with him in um, a zigzaggy. Uh, horizontal zigzag uh blazer black and gold she wore a black and gold dress very yep. similar yeah <laughs> this is the one i really like though that's great isn't it she's got a dress on and she's punctuating the dress with a pop of color uh, in this this case it's a fuchsia pashmina she's wearing black dress and this fuchsia pashmina over one shoulder guess what so mick was wearing black and fuchsia they're, 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 the last couple are not quite as good. But then there's another story. And I know that as their tour not finished, <clears throat> I know that, that it wasn't doing. <coughs> I've got it now. It wasn't doing that well. It's only shepherd's pie, but I like it. Stones prove they are not all sex, drugs and booze. They may have been legendary hellraisers in the past. But for the Rolling Stones, pre-concert demands no longer focus on alcohol, cigarettes and smartly dressed women, it seems. Instead, the veteran rockers have a far more humble request, a nice shepherd's pie. <laughs> Before going on, that can't, that's got to be after. Ronnie Wood, 71, rudest man I've ever had the misfortune to stand in front of, and Keith Richards, 74, have each posted pictures of their pies in personalised dishes kept on warming trays during the band's disappointing no-filter tour. Ahead of their performance at Old Trafford on Tuesday, Richard shared a photograph on Instagram and wrote, Yeah, great shepherd's pie. Thank you, Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Wood shared an image of his pie before the gig in Coventry. While past demands on a Stones tour have included unlimited alcohol and cigarettes and two smartly dressed, well-groomed hostesses, ooh, oh, Richards has long favoured shepherd's pie for his pre-gig meal. In Toronto in 1989, he reportedly found someone eating his pie. This sounds like, ma this is made up. This is the onion, isn't it? He reportedly found someone eating his pie and refused to go on stage until another one was produced, <laughs> much to Mick Jagger's fury. Oh, my God. That's insane. Awful, I mean, awful band. Awful human beings, really. I mean, I've got no time for the Rolling Stones whatsoever. Terrible, terrible people. And here we go. This is in a couple of the papers, right? And it's in the mail, and the mail hates the BBC, and that's fine. But this is in a couple of the papers, and this is nuts. BB's dre BBC's dreadful forecast ruined our bank holiday. Uh. Wowzers. The BBC has found itself at the centre of another storm over its unreliable weather forecasts. Tourism bosses and day-trippers have accused the corporation of ruining their late May bank holiday with inaccurate predictions of violent storms. <laughs> God. In fact, most of Britain had warm, sunny weather for the long weekend. 
but the grim warnings persuaded many to change their plans, hitting trade in several results. Come on, guys. You're going to blame the BBC for getting the weather on? I never believe the weather forecast. I never believe it. I look it on my phone and uh, that's... Sometimes that's not right. No, of course not. Critics say the BBC's weather app and its TV forecasts are frequently wrong. (laughs) Oh, Oh, here we go. Since it switched providers from the Met Office to Dutch firm Meteo Group. Ah, those now, foreigners. We, we were at the BBC when um, they got rid of the Met Office. And they, what was it? What they call it? What they wanted weather watchers. Yeah, which means that you look out the window for us. Yeah, and you you take a picture of your weather and you let us know what the weather is like in your area. And then we'll use it. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that was a dumb thing, getting rid of the Met Office. It's the Met Office for crying out loud. But then the BBC were in a no-win situation because they would have had to have done it for financial reasons because they've got, you know... And, and, uh, I don't... Why do we even have the weather on the telly? Why, why do we even have the weather? I mean, I, I always thought it was a bit of a joke anyway, but now you just look on your phone. You just... I, who, who cares? I think it's one of the last remnants of like that t- traditional duty of the BBC, you know, along with news, sport and weather. But the thing but is, that, nowadays, unless you're really old and don't have a mobile phone, you pretty much But they have it the weather on ITV and on Channel 4. Why? Why? Who watches... I mean, just want to see the weather, guys. Just get, Right, so two days' time, it's going to be... Su- who cares? If you're a farmer or a pilot, surely you've got your own weather sources. Yeah. Um, John Weaver, head of resort marketing and whinging in Bournemouth, said the Met Office was more measured in their predictions than the Dirty Dutch. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's having a negative impact on businesses, he told The Sun, which, uh, while I'm reading it in the mail. What? So you now you can just steal stories from other newspapers? The BBC picture for the bank holiday was pretty awful. In the end, we had blue skies and sunshine. I think the BBC are a bunch of shits. <laughs> Peter Dale, who runs Grove Ferry Trips in Kent, added, We've stopped using BBC reports. They're inaccurate. <laughs> Ahead of the bank holiday, David Graham posted on Twitter, Weather completely different between BBC weather and the Met Office. I'm betting on the Met Office. He showed how the Met Office <laughs> predicted it would be mild and bright. Well, the BB- hmm? who is this person? Just it's a bloke on Twitter. Bloke on Twitter. Right. He showed how the Met Office predicted it would be mild and bright. I saw there, the dog the, the dog scratched me. Oh, Jumped that's the off. second time she's attacked you. It's because I lie, if you lie on the sofa that she, she runs jumps up on and you. down. To, yeah, it's, uh, look at my fat belly. See my fat belly? Jesus, I'm huge. I hate myself. Anyway, um, he showed how the Met Office predicted it would be mild and bright. Well, the BBC forecast possible rain and thunder. Possible rain. J.H. tweeted that BBC weather left your forecast set to typical bank holiday by mistake. Phil Goodall, Goodall, again on Twitter, complained he cancelled a day out in Reading on Monday because of the BBC weather forecast. Well, you're a tit, Phil Goodall. You know there's inside in Reading. First of all, who wants to go to Reading? It's a dump. And secondly, get a life. Hello, Paul. (laughs) Don't people have Packamax anymore? There's no such thing as bad weather, it's just bad preparation. Bill Goodall complained he cancelled a day out in Reading on the Monday because of the BBC weather forecast. He wrote on social media, I'm so angry with you, we cancelled our day out because you said it'll be thundering. Nothing but blue sky all day. Although you say, that, you say that, Reading's worth a trip because it's got the only complete replica of the Bayo Tapestry on show. Oh. Take the kids there, if they've been bad. <laughs> I'm taking my Good boy- morning. I'm taking my boys to New York on my own. 
eight and a six-year-old. And oh, I'm, fantastic! I, th- I think it'll be fun. They're, they're the age where they'll be they'll be fine with the flight. We will watch a few movies and take oh, a few. Oh, they'll card love games. it. They'll love it. They won't will, they? won't they? Absolutely. I think so. It's going to be brilliant. I've never taken them abroad on my own before, so this Ooh. is like a big. The first time I took my son as a divorced dad abroad on my own. Yeah. I booked him. We went to Mallorca. I was very nervous. He was only eight, going on nine. Yeah. And I booked him through Falcons Holidays. A, a, a nice, you know, with a balcony, a nice. They turned up there. They booked me into a Falcons Twenties hotel. Ooh. It was like their cheapy version of eighteen to thirties. Oh, no. He had the time of his life. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Dad, Dad, they're fighting in the bar. <laughs> the, the boys are letting for fire extinguishers. They thrown that man. He's got all his clothes on. And one night, he went up to the body, took some of his camera, and he started to pull his shorts. I said, what are you doing? The lads had shown him to pull their trunks out on a girl's camera, take photographs down there, no. and when they got the finished pictures developed, you'd see a strange old todger. Dear God! I know, I know. The thing is, after a day or so, they offered to move me, but he was enjoying I said, he practically became their mascot. Wow. Um, That's outrageous. And we went for a pub crawl. We paid extra to go on the pub crawl. Of course, he wasn't drinking that much beer as, as a nine-year-old. Yes. But they let him win the Bucking Bronco Challenge in this horrible bar in Magaluf, because he stayed on the longest. Fantastic. He still says that's one of his best holidays, James. Well, maybe maybe, maybe I've, I should cancel New York. No, no. no, no. Magaluf. Magaluf, isn't it? <laughs> What's in your show tonight, Mr. Ross? On the show tonight, okay, this is one for you, both of you. Yeah. We are going to be hearing about the Mexican nuns who are saving one of the world's rarest salamanders in association with Chester Zoo. They're called axolotls, oh, and they yeah. can regenerate their tissue. So they're vital for medical research. They think, oh, if ever yeah, we can yeah. regrow yeah, people's yeah. spinal cords, but these things are severely endangered, a group of nuns have got a quite a good breeding colony. Yeah. They won't allow them out of the convent, so experts are flying over from Chester Zoo to monitor wow. the, the salamander's progress. I can't wow. wait to talk about that story. Also, we go yeah. to Finland for the first time. Here we go. The Moomin Troll Museum. Do you know Moomin Troll? Yeah, I do know Moomin yeah. Troll. I was slightly, thinking... Slightly sinister. Yeah. I was thinking I'd have been there, but no, I've been to the Pippi Longstocking Museum oh. in Sweden. The Moomin Trolls, yeah, they're they're a creepy bunch, yeah. those guys. They've got a bad... Oh, well, I don't know if it's a bad man or woman called The Groke is the villain. Do you remember that in Moomin yeah, Troll? Yeah, the sort of yeah. dark... The moving hill with yeah. teeth, which is full of ice and can set out... You know, can set... Once it was a hero or heroine because it put out a forest fire. But the thing is, it wants to know people, but they don't like it and it's lonely. It's the most sinister children's story Wasn't I've ever there read. Was a Moomin's movie a couple of years ago? Oh, there's been cartoons. I think there must have been, I'm they sure. They did one a couple of years ago. And there was, was like a stop right. motion thing when we were kids. Yeah. That always gave me the creeps. That was but actually, it, I kind of like it no. in, a t- in a Tim Burton kind of way. Um, I don't want to dwell on kids' TV too much, but there was there was a famous, uh, there was like a Norwegian cartoon. Noggin. Noggin the Noggin, Nog no, Bad the Bad. No, it was like a sort of, it was like an otter. It was called something like, I'm going to just say say some words to try and get see, trigger something. Not Tarka the otter, that was no, British. No, it was cartoon. It was called something like... Mergis Nergestander or something. Oh, yes. What, what, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And didn't they put it on like on Channel 4 late nights? St- I don't know. It like a big potato. No, no, it wasn't a big potato. Mer- no, this looked like a- someone on Twitter will know. Someone oh, I know exactly Twitter what you mean. you're so much younger than me, I don't know this one. Mind you, can I take exception with you? Not about the Rolling Stones, but yeah. about Keith Richards' Shepherd's Pie. Yeah. There's a great book about the Stones called Old God Soon Dead, which yeah. is a quote from uh, from the poet Graves. And the bloke who wrote it, Stephen Davis, American journal, also wrote the brilliant book on Led Zeppelin called Hammer of the Gods. Oh, I've got, I've got that one. Okay. I've not read that one. The yeah. Stones one's good, but it had a mistake in it in the early editions. And being a pedant, I wrote to him, okay? Yeah. In the days before email, because the mistake was said before every gig, Keith Richards insists on shepherds buy a British concoction of beef and potato and onion. No, 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 no. no that's a cottage pie. No, of course, shepherd. Yeah. There's a clue. So yeah. I sent him a slightly sarcastic. He sent me back a thank you and a check for fifty dollars as a fact checker, which I've still wow! got somewhere. Yeah. He wrote back via his publishers fifty dollars. I never cashed the check because I thought it's what a great thing to have. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for your input. It was a one, and then the later editions about it, they were going to correct it. Because you know, if, if someone did that on Twitter now, I'll get stuff, mate. Yeah, get yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Very courteous right. gentleman. He's written all kinds of great books. He's one of the you know famous because oh, he's brilliant. one of the, like, all those Americans. He has an army of researchers yeah. and every detail's in there. It's not a bad old book. The Stones, the Stones, the Led Zeppelin one's better. I don't get the Stones, and I've really tried. I've worked hard at the Stones. I've I've delved in. Have there. you had Goat's Head Soup? No, that's a lovely one from the mid seventies. Their last kind of proper. After that, they became. I think they fell out of love with the blues and fell in love with themselves too yeah. much. But up to oh no, I do, I do love the early Andy stuff. Andy Partridge from XTC recommended to me um, Satanic Majesty's Request. He says that's kind of a, a oh a, yeah, she's a, a rainbow and all that stuff on it. Because that's a nice yeah. one. And, and um, uh, I tell you what, one two thousand light years from home's on that. I think isn't it? Yeah, uh, we love you's a great song. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, that's off that album as well. That is period, that on that isn't album? it? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, okay. but all around that time, I think are great and Beggar's Banquet and okay. Let It Bleed. Yeah, Goat's Head Soup's the one though. I'm a I'm a Beatles man, you know. And yeah. I'm, uh, these these things these things run deep. <laughs> uh, Paul Ross will be on at one o'clock, dear listener. You're very welcome. With to... nuns and salamanders. Hey, what, what, what more could you want? And Tosh. And the usual old Tosh, there of course. Go, there we go. <laughs> Cappings of Tosh. I did like my favourite character in the bill was Tosh Lines. Tosh Lines, wasn't he? Yeah. We were great. That was what he was given as his script, Tosh Lines. Yeah. He was. He, what was his name? He was an old boozer when he died, didn't he? Had he had a, a great moustache and a bald head. He's mm. one of those guys who commentated for the lack of Kevin. Somebody, I'm thinking. Can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he was. He was sad. He, he was an alcoholic. Wasn't I he? was in the bill. My mum was an extra on the bill a lot, but I turned up to film the bill being made. Yeah. And they stuck me as a corpse in the mall with just my toe sticking out and a tag on it. And they don't do that in this country apparently, but I asked for it and they oh, did it for oh, me. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I've lived the dream. I was an extra in um, Spender once. Ooh, oh, Spender was a great series. Spender was great. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Jimmy, now my dad was doing the props on it, and he's and I just passed my driving test. He said, "Come up and we'll, we'll get you a part on it." And I was a copper. You didn't see me, but I drove a police car. You got and the I, hype for it. I was well. I was dressed up. I drove. I drove a police car, and I was with like a proper actor and it was just and and he was like in his 40s and i was 17 and um he said so do, do you do much of this i said no i've never done it before he said how are you feeling i said I'm, I'm shitting myself and he said um well do you want me to drive and my dad said they'll try and take the driving over you because that's an extra 45 quid yep. do not let them drive you're <laughs> the driver so i have to go no no i'll i'll, I'll drive this i was excited <laughs> i met jimmy nail and everything he was lovely didn't your dad want to smuggle a dalek out for you to play with he smuggled a dalek i got a lovely picture of, of me and my sister me probably father if you're five... listening my dad you're a disappointment <laughs> See, you're dead to me he said he took it we lived on the council estate and he said come around to the, the lockup i've got something i want to show you I'm like, yeah yeah whatever open the door it's a flipping dalek oh. and he he, 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 he for an hour we me and my sister would take turns sat in the Dalek being pushed around. Great days. Anyway, thank you very much, Paul. He'll be on at one o'clock. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to, I'm going to say, 85% of the callers this evening. We shall be back tonight at 10 o'clock where we're going to, we'll try and do new callers and newish callers only. And so be slightly quiet on the phones, I expect, but it's, um, we'll, we'll certainly give it a go. Don't forget, go and download the podcast. There is a new episode of The Rabbit Hole going up very, very soon. Until 10 o'clock tonight from us. Ta ta.